0: I, I love the premise of this show. Smart people talking about dumb shit. I
1: think, I think it's dumb people talking about, about smart, smart shit. shit. Oh, we go where we're not supposed to go, baby. The Brilliant Idiots Podcast. Yep, Charlemagne the God. Uh, we are the Brilliant Idiots Podcast. Back for another week of brilliant idiot Uh The Hezzy has checked out for the holidays, y'all. You know? But uh, being that we were going to be gone for the next couple of weeks, I'm like, man, let's give him at least, you know, one more episode. Uh, Hezzy said, fuck it. <laughs> see, he, did, he, did, he did not feel that way. Uh, but I am here, you know, to do a, a number of things, namely, sell products. Okay? <laughs> as you can see, I have a lot of things from Black Privilege Publishing right here. We have Invisible Generals by Doug Melville, State of Emergency by Tamika Mallory, and Shallow Waters by Anita Kopax. plus the classics that started it all, my book, Black Privilege Publishing, as well as Shook One. Available wherever you buy books. Right now. But Nala Simone is here. What's up, Nyla?
2: Hey, Char.
1: Uh Alex is here. Taylor is here. You Chris forgot is here.
2: about these over here, too. Oh,
1: this is just a little something. You know what I mean? Oh, this okay. is just, uh, you know, me and Kevin Hart got a company called SBH Productions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and We put out audi- audible originals, audio scripted content. So you have Finding Tamika by the great Erica Alexander and Color Farm Media. You have uh, Summer of 85 narrated, Kev- narrated by Kevin Hart from the great Chris Moreau. Uh, you have Unleashed for Love, which was created by Alicia Renee and Sarita Wesley. And we have the new one, uh, Broke Down Profits, from the New York Times author of the year, S.A. Cosby, which stars uh, Brian Tyree Henry, Dasha Polanco, and a man named Jonathan Majors, who was found uh, not guilty. That's what we need to lead with. Pull up the Jonathan Major story. Taylor. I thought he
2: was found guilty. You see, that's
1: you alls problem. It's like partially
2: guilty. No, he was. And, 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 and
1: that's but but see, that's the problem I have with this whole conversation. People lead with headlines instead of actually looking at the details of the situation. Now, just click 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 on what 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 actually happened in court this past week. Jury, g- click on the CNN one. Jury finds Jonathan Majors guilty of assault. And harassment. Now, when you hear that, what do you think?
2: Well, they said over her fingernail. Yeah.
1: But what do you, when you hear it, what do you, it's over her fingernail? He was accused of twisting her arm, punching her in the back of the head.
2: Yeah, but he was only guilty of hurting her finger.
1: That's my point. So the larger charge of, Twisting her arm, punching her in the back of the head. He was found. Yeah, not, was... He was found not guilty of. Mm-hmm. Essentially, what he got. A, he got two misdemeanors. He got. He he, pled, he he got found guilty of two misdemeanors. Pull up uh, the article back up, Taylor. Oh, where is it at? Let me be professional here and read and read the breakdown. Even though Taylor just moved away from the news report to go to her Cliff Notes. Do we trust Taylor's Cliff Notes or do we trust? <laughs> now, mind you, Taylor's notes are a neighborhood talk article.
3: No, they're not. <laughs> she, uh, moved
1: from, she moved away man, from CNN to, CNN to go <laughs> to a neighborhood talk article. I just, I just want y'all the, to know that. No,
2: I put this, first of all, I put the neighborhood talk thing so y'all can see what Megan, whatever
1: name is. Sure, but it. why do we do this as a people? Why do we go away from trusted news sources like CNN but who said that go C- and salute the neighborhood talk, respect neighborhood talk, but just think about that mentality. You were on yeah. CNN. Huh?
3: I'm just saying this stuff right here wasn't
1: from it. But that's all previous stuff. It says a verdict is expected. Yes, yeah, here we go. A New York jury on this is CNN. A New York jury on Monday found actor Jonathan Majors right. guilty of assault. Damn, Alex, you just gonna fart like that?
2: Bro, God <laughs> Damn. Was just Damn. So was like Jesus a fart. We just thought, That's what I'm saying. Like, we, didn't say. even get,
1: we trying to uh, talk about some uh, serious uh, stuff. You just gonna fart? You gonna shoot already? A New York jury <laughs> on Monday found actor Jonathan Majors guilty of assault and harassment of his former girlfriend during a domestic dispute. Majors, a rising star who has appeared in Disney's Marvel franchises in Creed 3 was convicted on Monday of one count of reckless assault in the third degree and a non-criminal charge of harassment as a violation. Both of them were misdemeanors. He was acquitted on another assault charge and one count of aggravated harassment. So essentially he got charged with the video you see when you see her, when you see him, I guess, taking his phone and then taking her and then putting her back in the car and then taking off running. Yeah. That's the misdemeanor assault charge.
2: Him protecting himself.
1: Him protecting himself. Why isn't there more conversation around the two larger charges being, him being found not guilty on? It?
2: Because this is America and you expect that from an interracial relationship. Domestic. Damn. Damn. Like, what type Damn. of question was that?
1: Damn. So you yep. think this is just straight racial?
2: Yeah. Mm. Of course. And not to mention it was right after Creed just dropped. He just got a major contract with Marvel. I feel like we see this time and time again with any of our large black stars. We do
1: have to stop acting like that's such a big deal, though. You know, even when I heard Jonathan on the phone and Jonathan was talking and he was like, he's doing great things for the culture. We can assert the call. He's doing great things for the culture and great things in the world.
4: I am doing great things, not just for me, but for my, for my culture and for the world. That is actually the position I'm in. That's real. I'm not going to think about it. I
1: didn't ask for it. I've worked in that situation. It's like, bro, it was Creed Three in that man. Oh, oh, oh. oh yeah, 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 you know, that's like that's not changing the world, guys.
2: Okay, and, and so you Goss, love it. I meant more so maybe not doing things for the culture. That's his I don't. I, the, I just meant he's doing he's doing good as a black when,
1: man. When y'all say things like that, I'm gonna tell you why it don't make sense to me because <laughs> there's not these powers that be that care that he got a contract with marvel there's not these powers that be that care he did creed three now is there always a a, a racial component to it absolutely we've been seeing that since the beginning of time but my point with saying all that is there's poor black people who don't have poor black men who don't have any of the things that jonathan majors have had who've had situations with white women who've who've experienced worse fates okay you know i mean like way 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 worse fates so i don't like when people just chalk it up to uh Entertainment.
2: I think it's. I think it's race and I think it's status. I think it's both.
1: It could be status when you're looking at uh the DA Alvin Bragg. I've heard people say that. People say you know DA Alvin Bragg likes these kind of kind of cases. You know. Uh, you know. I, I, don't, I. don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know what, what to be true and what's not to be true. Right. But all I know is nobody. I was watching CNN the other day, man, and I saw them having a discussion about the Jonathan Majors case, and nobody once said. These are two misdemeanors. Nobody want, now, now, one time did somebody say he was charged with two misdemeanors. Now, one time did they say the, 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 the larger allegations of what the prosecution was, was saying, which was the twisting of the arm and punching it in her head. Nobody said he was found not guilty on those. Everybody just runs with the headline assault and harassment. There's no context to it, no nuance to it whatsoever. And he's dropped from Marvel now.
2: I mean that Marvel headline came out instantly. They were ready. Yeah, they were instantly. Ready. They
1: were ready. They but 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 my point is do you think that if there was an actual conversation about the nuance of what happened? The the nuance of what he actually was found guilty of, you don't think Marvel would have been like, you know what I think we can we can we can stand by that. I
2: feel like Marvel put him was in some anger to...
1: management. You know what I mean? Yeah. But... Marvel
2: was trying to get him out of there anyway.
1: Not nah, see. Nah, nobody's having that conversation either. No. But
2: that's. I feel like Marvel was trying to get him out of there because they were so quick. I because mean, because too...
5: Phase Five yeah, sucks. Exactly. If Ant Man performed better <laughs> <laughs> and
4: the yes. did a little bit
5: better, yes. he yes. would have
1: been like, eh, this, yes, a little nuance. Here. I hate when these yeah. companies try to take these that's moral funny. stands. Yeah,
2: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Phase Five sucks. Yeah. Yeah. The King shit ain't working. Marvel has already had conversations and put things out there and said, hey, man, they were already thinking about moving away from that way before this shit happened. Because Ant-Man didn't perform well and because the whole Kang thing was getting too convoluted with the multiverse and all of this and that. They were already thinking about moving away from it. But now they want to act like they're taking some type of moral stand. They ain't take that kind of stand for Hawkeye. Ooh. Jeremy, uh, what's his name? Jeremy Renner was his name. Renner, yeah. Now, mind you, Jeremy Renner was just allegations that his wife made. Both allegations that, uh, that he put a gun in his mouth and threatened to kill himself or something like that uh, and threatened to kill her and the baby. Like Those are just allegations. Right. I just don't understand when people pick and choose, you know, when they want to stand next to people, because most people get those kind of allegations that Jeremy Renner did in a divorce court a company like Marvel and Disney is moving away.
5: Yeah, Yeah. she accused him of emotional, physical, and sexual abuse. Mm
1: -hmm. Come on, man.
5: Come on, man. You know what I mean? I mean... But in this case, he was still found guilty. Even though he's found guilty of the lesser charges, Mm -hmm. he still put his hands
1: on a woman, and people would be like, ah, there's no room for that. Put his hands on a woman in the context of snatching his phone away and putting her back in the car and then taking off running. Yeah, I mean, it's still... Away
2: from her. (laughs) <laughs> like, they
1: literally said, they literally said in the charges, it, it proves he didn't have the intent to yeah. harm her. Yeah.
2: yeah. You know what I'm saying? So then why is there a charge in general? But, I mean, because I think. Because you're not t- supposed
1: to put your hands on people. Like, somebody. That's your- the women sucking their teeth, by the way. I just want you to know. I just, I All know, the men I know, in the room crazy, did not right? suck our teeth. That was the women <laughs> in the room. Taylor and Nyla sucking their teeth. That was not us. I just want you to know that. Yeah
5: because <laughs> technically Ooh. somebody takes your property you're supposed to go to the cops hey this
1: person took my property I nobody
2: want does that somebody ah.
1: listen you know what's so crazy I was me and my me and my cousin was working out yesterday salute the perm and he asked me that too he was like yo so what do you do in a situation if you're Jonathan Majors? like what do you you're do in that situation run, like I'm that. like man let her keep the phone <laughs> yes that's what I, I it's, it's all you already want to break up with her anyway it's over yeah. you know what I'm saying like like let her keep the phone unless he's trying to protect somebody which he may have been doing in that case right there if 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 the store if the rumors are true and the rumors were it was the person we currently see him with all the time making good texting him Mm -hmm. he wouldn't want to leave the phone with her because you know you never know she might take that and run with that information Mm -hmm. And, and they might not have been ready to be revealed to the world just yet but i mean this is such a silly video. It is not a silly video. <laughs> Taylor said that, that, that video of him running is not silly. That is exactly what I'm you should do. I'm saying it's
3: silly for her. Like, why is she chasing after that, him? That,
1: that is exactly what you should do if you're in that situation. Why is she Take him? Off after running. him like that? If a white woman hits you and you're a black man, run. I mean, run and scream for help. If any woman hits you... Run. <laughs> Run. <laughs> you, can't, you know, what, what, what can you do? There's, no, there's nothing you're going to be able to do in that situation. Because if, if she hits you, and let's just say you grab her hands, like you just grab her, just to hold her to keep her from hitting you, now I'm going to get a misdemeanor assault charge? Yep. Well, if
2: she calls the police. Uh, She's definitely calling the police. I, well, yeah, her, yeah. I'm just saying that, like.
1: I don't know, man. I'm just saying all that to say Broke Down Prophets is on Audible right now. <laughs> Written by S. A. Cosby. <laughs> <laughs>
2: to, to, to your point about why is the narrative, okay. why is media not having the conversation about how he had such heavy charges? Because mm-hmm. then they would have to take accountability for all the things that they've been putting out.
1: Well, it's not. Me, see, it's, here's the thing: it's never media. Well, it is sometimes, it, but it's 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 social media. It's the conversation around. I think it's media. Most of,
2: that was the CNN headline. The CNN headline is the one. You're right. That, I mean, because that's a credible source.
1: Technically, he did get charged. You know, uh, with, with assault and harassment, but there's levels to it. It was it was two misdemeanors. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. One is a non it's, it's a non criminal charge. Yeah. So I don't I, I don't even understand that. But language. words
2: like non criminal charge don't get them the clicks and the likes that they need. So why would they use? But that,
1: that is whack, man. You are playing with people's reputations. You playing with people's livelihoods. You know what I mean? Like that's like that's just whack. Like why can't we have nuanced conversation? Like why do we always got to just run with the most salacious headline? Just for clicks and shits and giggles, because we know motherfuckers don't read. We know motherfuckers don't ever get to the nuance of the situation, ever. Yeah. Never. It's just whatever the headline is, and now you stuck with that. Marvel saw that headline, they're like, man, drop the press release. I know. Drop it. Put it out. Even though Marvel, y'all know good and damn well y'all thought the whole Kang Dynasty was whack anyway, and y'all was looking for a reason to prune that shit from y'all timeline. <laughs> Okay, let's not act like let's not act like y'all took some moral high ground because there's a lot of, you know, sketchy things that have happened with people in the Marvel universe that, you know, y'all ain't in no rush to 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 to, to drop people over. And Angel's Hawkeye and Smothers is another superhero. I'm gonna re- keep that one quiet though. Ooh. It's out there. You you can google it. The crazy part about this is that he
5: came home and saw her passed out. And, he and called, called 911. <laughs> so had he not called the cops, no one would have known about this.
6: New York City now on any
1: police by medical.
6: Hey, what is medical? Mm-hmm. No, of, but... suicide,
0: what happened exactly, do you know?
6: No, I don't know. She's unconscious. Okay. Um she's naked from the um uh bottom down. Uh she has a sweatshirt on. Uh she's my ex partner. Um right. broke up, I came back. She, she sent me text messages uh, insinuating this much. And the patient's breathing? Oh yes, sir, she, yes, yes, she okay, is. Okay, she awake? Uh, no. She didn't fall yeah. and hit her head. Anything that you know of, right? No, I think I saw uh, a cut behind her uh, ear.
1: Okay, um, yeah. You called nine one one. You reported, and you end up in jail? Yeah, that's great. Come on, man. Um, come on, man. I mean, I don't, I don't know what's what. I don't know what's true and what's not true. I'm just saying that this there's a lot of nuance in this situation. And there's usually a lot of nuance in all these situations, but we never explore it because we just live in a world where people have to pick a side. Hmm. It's either like, I got to be right, I got to be left, I got to be, you know, uh, over here, I got to be over there. Like, nobody can ever discuss everything that's in the middle, the middle of it. And I think that's why these companies like Marvel, you know, jump to do stuff like this. Because... Automatically, he's painted as a woman beater. Now, you hear the phone call, right? I saw them taking that into consideration as well. Does the phone call does, does, does that mean he's violent or arrogant? I hear a lot of arrogance. People I hear also a lot don't of don't like arrogance though. Oh.
2: Like it doesn't help. No, at
1: all. Like you, I, I don't wanna hear you telling a white woman that she needs to be more like Coretta Scott King. Hmm. And, and and Michelle Obama and I I, was, I, and I don't want to hear you tell me that you know what you're doing is affecting culture and the world. <laughs> like you did, Creed Three and that man. <laughs> you know, what man? let him feel great. I think the, no, wait, can I tell you something? I think I'm saying that
2: though because like black women looked at him like oh
3: like just another black man to look that's handsome and everything else. Like I think
1: that's what he's taking in. as, I, as handsome as I am, do I act like that? Yes. Yeah. Um, what? Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> as handsome I, I as think, I am, please. do you hear me out here saying that I'm changing the world?
2: Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Like, what are you talking about? I'm to disregard <laughs> the first part and just answer your question. When do I yes. say stuff like and this? And then secondly, I think in regards to uh, him changing the world, I think just being a successful black man is a statement in itself. It's yeah, like true. being a well-versed, educated black woman is a statement in itself. So to be fair, like, he can do that. There are there are way less successful black men than there are unsuccessful. Yeah. So he could... He could depends he what
1: you could call, call success. I think that we're looking at it from an entertainment perspective.
2: I'm just saying, in general, the nigga got a a, a paying job that does well. So
1: do black doctors.
2: Okay, and I'm not saying okay. so they do don't... Ex- so do saying black lawyers, black architects, don't exist. black engineers. I'm just saying that...
1: He's a celebrity. America worships celebrity. We we put celebrity on a pedestal. We act like celebrities do such amazing things. I tell y'all all the time, this shit is just it's just radio. It's just TV. It's just books. Like our I worked at Taco Bell and sold crack. You know what I'm saying? I work at a factory. I work at a flower garden. Like, those are the people that are actually making the world go around. The niggas that work at Taco
2: you? Bell and sell crack are making the world go around. <laughs> That's what
1: we way more important than anything. <laughs> okay. What are you talking about?
2: Yeah, they're just killing our community. Fast food workers. They're killing our community listen, with the food and the
1: crap. They don't they, they don't own the fast food companies. They just work there to make a living. But do you eat fast food? Not
2: anymore. But My do you eat told fast not to. food?
1: Well, your doctor don't say. But when you and did?
2: You want to know why he told me not to eat that? Because it's fucking killing me. Sure,
1: but when you worked there, when you did eat it, when you walked into those restaurants, You were happy when somebody no, they gave me an attitude. They got my
2: fucking order wrong. I had to come back in. They forgot to give me the sauce. It was a headache. Because they knew you shouldn't been eating that shit. Never mind.
1: (laughs) What? (laughs) Because fast. (laughs) Because fast. fast. First of all, fast food workers are essential. Do not hate on those fast food workers, regardless of what you may think of the fast food. Y'all wake up in the morning and y'all go to these establishments. And if it wasn't for them, you wouldn't get what the fuck you need.
2: I make oatmeal.
1: Well, that's true. But there's a lot of people that go to these fast food establishments. That's why they make multi billion dollars.
2: I'm not saying they're not essential workers. And All crack? I'm saying is... God.
1: You're crazy. It's motherfuckers that can't get through their day right now without a hit.
2: So, that's not good. <laughs> <Drink> for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gets,
1: about? The for the world yourself. Around, <laughs> Y'all are crazy. If you didn't have crack, you know how much things you wouldn't have?
2: So wait, 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 wait,
1: Some of the greatest, some of the greatest content of all time was centered around crack. Mm. Yeah, Every true. great drug movie you love, you this know, music you love. And what, what the, do I always call the, 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 the fly formula. females in the hood and, who had all the fly gear and, and stuff that drug deals. I'm for. tired
2: of seeing that shit. I've seen five fucking shows I feel like this year alone. I'm like, okay, I get it. You know why
1: you watch them all? I don't want
2: to see it no but you more. Know, name but them. Name them. What you
1: them watch? VMF.
2: Raising Canaan.
1: Snowfall.
2: Snowfall. That's right. What's the Harlem one? Uh,
1: uh, uh, yeah. The one with Forrest Whitaker. Yeah. Uh, 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 Godfather uh, Harlem? Godfather, Godfather. Harlem. What else?
2: Um, That's five, isn't it? Five. But Guess that's
1: what? what you were that's choosing that, to did watch. Did you enjoy
2: it? <laughs> I did. You
1: enjoyed them. You know why not, you, not you know why though. you got those shows? Cracked. Cracked.
2: <laughs> crack. Crack. Cracked. That, crack, crack, that doesn't crack. make the world go around. That actually didn't help our community at all. It helped some. You're and then right. they ended up in jail and then their families got dismantled So now they're coming out. Listen. And now we're glorifying it.
1: It's not through. glorifying, you're just telling the story. <laughs> but it's gay, Nobody gay ever said nobody glorified. ever said Italians was glorifying the mob. Oh my God. Nobody ever said that.
2: They definitely were.
1: They were. They were just telling the story. Everybody
2: knows. Film and music glorifies the things that you're talking about. I
1: don't know if it's, I don't know if glorification is the yeah. word. I think sometimes you they usually you tell end up better in jail, so it's not really. That's right. the, only t-
2: the only time where cautionary it's Cautionary glor- tales. The yeah. only time, it's not really cautionary because they're not telling you to not do this. It's actually encouraging niggas like, damn, he could do that? They're not watching Yo, the whole movie. To to-
1: you turn in the movie before it ends then.
2: I mean, the only, the only show that you watching was like, damn, this didn't end well with Snowfall. Like, That's nobody wanted
1: to be. But BMF is based off a true story. So yeah, to Big Meats. Big Meats has been in jail for the We're
2: not seeing longest. that in the show. Every, you right about now, to right Let's now get
1: to it? Eventually. By the way, there's no there's no story you read that you know these people didn't end up in jail a day. Like Godfather Harlem is based off real people. Who's it based off? Nicky Barnes, right? Yeah. Like, just, no, you, no, it's off uh, Bumpy,
2: Bumpy Johnson. Bumpy, Bumpy. Bumpy
1: Johnson. Yeah. Google is your friend. When you watch these shows, you can Google to see how this stuff. You is think niggas end. Is
2: Google? You just said niggas don't read. Now you want us? Oh, Google
1: niggas Google. Google. To see how- niggas don't read, but niggas will Google. Niggas, will not, niggas, won't, niggas won't pick up any of these. But these niggas will Google, okay? A nigga will Google, and y'all will watch a YouTube crack video. There's plenty, of, there's plenty <laughs> of YouTube videos about Bumpy Johnson and all these drug dealers and how their life ends. All I'm simply saying is don't front on crack. Yes, it ruined communities, but it also gave you some great content, and you just named five shows that you love because of crack.
2: Yes, they're great shows, but it was just like, damn, I, need to, I need to see something else maybe an Ant-Man, you know? Well... Maybe a... There's plenty of movies, though, you could watch. <laughs> like,
5: you're yeah, Lily you Jesus. are choosing that. <laughs> exactly, you're really choosing. <laughs> mm, mm, mm.
2: So you're saying Taco Bell workers and crack no, no no no, 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 no. no. What, what i an Ant-Man. What
1: I'm saying is everybody plays a part. And I think sometimes because we worship celebrity the way we do in America and we're so obsessed with celebrity, we put celebrities on a pedestal that... They may or may not deserve to be on. You know what I mean? Like there's plenty of actors and actresses in Hollywood who are doing very well. And I've never seen any of their movies. You understand what I'm saying? But you're going to interact with one of these essential workers every day of your life. You know what I mean? Like, uh, literally, uh, I can't I can't front on the fast food workers like that. Like, I, if you ask me, I think they're more important than a lot of these actors, actors. I
2: mean, I don't know. To me, regardless if you're a fast food worker or you're an entertainer, it's just about good character. So if you're doing a bad you know, job at your I service, you. I'm not fucking giving you a great tip. And it, also, if you're an asshole entertainer, I'm not supporting your show.
1: But you've interacted with more fast food workers than you ever have entertainers, even in your line of work
2: just make sure you're a good person and do good shit and then you'll get the support.
1: I agree with you. I'm just, uh, I, I don't even know how we got on this conversation, but
2: <laughs> me either. I thought we was talking about crack. Thinking, but no.
1: <laughs> the thing, <laughs> no. I, I, the moral of the story is with the Jonathan major situation. I just wish people, you know, dealt with more nuance and I wish people had, you know, more of the, 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 the detailed conversation about what he actually was charged with. And, you know, just going back to what I was saying earlier, and even though this was presented in the court of law, so it makes sense, people take these phone calls and, you know, these videos and they piece all of these things together to create their own narrative. So most of the time, you you guilty before proven innocent in the court of law. Like, I literally, I was having a conversation with somebody the other day and they was like, man, Jonathan Major should have did an interview. No, he shouldn't have. Jonathan Major should have testified in court, which he didn't do. Hmm. But the person was like, no, he should have sat down and did a one-on-one interview with somebody. For what? For this, the court of public opinion?
5: This might be one of those cases where the court of public opinion might work in his benefit. Because that video of him running right. away, oh, everybody's looking at that like, yo, he's wasn't doing anything. Like, he's running away to save himself. So this Al- might be the case
1: where he's all right. Alex is absolutely right. And that goes back to my point. Marvel could have stuck around if they wanted to. Oh, yeah. Marvel didn't want to. Marvel wanted to prune Kang from their fucking timeline. Because they knew that that Kang Dynasty shit was not working. The Ant-Man shit didn't turn out too well. They probably was looking at what happened with Flash and Ezra Miller. And Ezra had way wilder charges than Jonathan. Several of them. Mm -hmm. And DC still stuck by Ezra and put that movie out. And it didn't do well. And they're probably looking at what just happened with the Marvels, you know, and, and the lowest grossing movie of all time in Marvel history. And so they was like, you know what? Let's move away from this now. Let's cut our losses. Let's try to reset this. Do
2: thing. you feel like, because mm-hmm. I feel like Jonathan Majors is a really good actor. And I feel like the Creed 2 or 3 mm-hmm. would have helped, like help push for his next movie.
1: No, nah, I think he had way better shit coming out than that. I think that magazine Dreams movie that Disney bought I, they they was talking about him winning an Oscar for that shit. I haven't seen it, but everybody who saw it at film festivals and stuff says it's fantastic. He plays like a bodybuilder who has like anger management issues, you know. And I think I think because of, of steroid use, so it, it, I mean, it just makes you wonder how much how much art is imitating life. Yep. You know what I mean. Yep. And then that's the other thing, man. When it comes to these situations, it's like we 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 crucify these people, but nobody ever talks about what the solution is. The solution can't just be don't date white women. You know what I'm saying? Like, that can't just be the solution. The solution is...
2: No, no, I'm not saying that can't
1: be just the solution, but
2: that is a piece of advice. My brother, you know, I'm concerned. But I feel it's just triggering because of my experience. In America, hell, three white men catcalled at me the other day and I was terrified. Like I, I, ain't never been scared of a nigga trying to talk to me, but that
1: wasn't three, a nigga. See, three, stop blaming us for shit that the white man do.
2: What?
1: <laughs> you what? said three white men tried to highlight you. She
2: said she never been scared. Oh, you, oh, you separating. I said I was oh, okay. terrified when they tried to talk.
1: It was I'm sorry, because no, because earlier, what I mean? no, 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 no. They don't
2: listen to. I'm us. sorry. No, no, like no,
1: no, no. You know, no, you know why? Because earlier I watched you call a non-negro a nigga.
2: No, no, no. I had said niggas, but I was referring to people. I wasn't referring to That's what I'm saying. So I thought people.
1: you was calling those three white men niggas again just No, saying. no, no, okay. no, you But said, long story okay. short, I, I, I was
2: just saying I was terrified. I ignored, like, not that I had a crazy experience with white men, but just because of the climate in the country, I was scared. Sure. So that's why I feel like that for black men as well. Like I'd be concerned.
1: Sure. You know, I'm all for black love. You know what I mean? i ride with Dr. Umar on that point all day, every day. Okay, let me ask you a question, Dr. Umar. Are you totally against interracial relationships? I am totally against it, and I want to make sure you understand why. Mm -hmm. It's not because...
4: (laughs) 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 Cut it out, (laughs) (laughs) Envy. Cut it out, Envy. Don't do that, Envy. I'm going to (laughs) be having Uh, a serious conversation. We have a name for it. We have a name for it. The Snow
1: Bunny Crisis. Okay. I am against the Snow Bunny Crisis. Salute to Dr. Umar. I don't have a problem with interracial relationships, but I like seeing black people with black people. Y'all know where I stand. All I'm simply saying is that can't be the only lesson that is learned from this situation. Don't date white women. But
2: I mean, if you're just trying to say, like, we need to have more nuanced conversations, we could pull that uh, from and people any need, fucking and headline. People need, to, that's no, right
1: people need now. to deal with their anger issues. Uh, One thing Jonathan said in that call that gets lost is he said, Look, I have a temper, or something to that effect. I'm paraphrasing, but he was like, I got a temper. We could play the call. He was like, You know, uh, aside from my temper, I'm a great man. My temper, my shit,
6: my trouble, all that,
1: all that said,
4: right? Let's say I'm a great man, a great man. I am doing great things, not just for me, but for my for my culture,
1: it's the world. You know, even though he just did Ant Man and Creed, okay, but still. about the
2: other shows? Maybe there's Another something else. Love, for our country. country.
1: Either no, way, the none of that industry was fire. fire. It was fire. They should bring that But back. it ain't changing the world, guys. They got,
2: they should bring that Come back.
1: on, stop. But if
5: he's performing <laughs> at the top tier of his industry, then that means he's the Why
2: are you being a hater? Representation matters. Representation yeah. does
1: matter, but there's no actor in the world who's ever done a performance that's so great and that's changed the world.
2: Chad, uh, Chadwick Bowman.
1: Hmm. God bless Chadwick Boseman. Rest in peace. Black Panther didn't change the world. Black
2: Panther well, definitely. Yo. I don't on. think y'all, we, we, y'all generation we, ain't question. seen when enough. When you say change the world of what? Like just our mindsets and stuff?
3: <laughs> I <I'm> have a question. A <laughs> mindset's about what? can you give
1: him some examples of people who changed the actual world? I
3: want to know. Like Malcolm X? I, no, no, no. I'm talking about, you're talking about like actors. That's what I'm saying. We're arguing about how Albert
1: Einstein changed the world. You no, say that,
3: right? I'm thinking you're saying.
1: Well, I think I think Martin Luther King Jr. changed the world.
3: No, you're right. I'm thinking. I'm talking. I thought you were talking about like,
2: like movies about wise. Oh, that's about. what I was talking about. talking about. You're talking about entertainment. It. Yeah.
1: But that's my point. <laughs> what What entertainer has changed the world through a role? The world? Yes. Does representation matter? Hold, yes.
2: Hold, 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 hold. I got one. Okay. Maybe not an actor, but an artist. Mm. Michael Jackson entertainer changed the world
7: and unified world?
2: what yes hmm. uh, yes
7: yeah, I don't know. yeah how like he how he, he can, can, I got he, how?
2: he combined uh sound he had rock the thriller project we were just talking about he had but that's still entertainment rock
1: art he didn't. I'm talking about changing society. He, shifting, unifi- shifting he unified society. people
2: through music, even in his music video. He turned into in a the, white man. In the, <laughs> because he had a fucking
1: disease. You're right, you're right. But you're in
2: the right. Thriller music video, he literally has dancers, theater people, crips, Go, uh, gorillas
1: like. by the way I love Michael Jackson to death but if Michael Jackson would have came out with uh it don't matter if you black and white in this era y'all would have crucified him y'all would have called him an uncle Tom y'all would have called him a coon y'all would have called him all lives matter I mean, Michael I wouldn't Jackson. have called
2: him that because I don't got a problem with white people I just I think
1: because I, I, it does matter if you're black or white
2: it, it does matter but oh god you're missing the point of the record okay
1: alright no okay Taylor just put up this is a good one Often referred to as the king of pop, his achievements helped to complete the desegregation of popular music in the United States and introduced an era of multiculturalism yes. and integration that future yes. generations of artists followed. Yes. What are do you do think, doing now with your what hand? What do you think, Chris? Chris? No, he literally Chris.
2: got black music. Yo, being hush on when TV. a Jewish man
1: is about to talk. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> not, you're
2: a part of the problem. It doesn't matter if you're black or white.
1: <laughs> He's Jewish. <laughs> white. Speak, Mr. Jew. <laughs> no. speak. Chris, speak, Chris tell him chris
7: it's okay um, i mean he helped desegregate mtv which i guess is not yeah. an insignificant thing but I, I think you can make the case that rap changed the world rock and roll changed the world in yeah don't you got to you got to kind
1: of give michael that first cuz michael was, wasn't michael the first black person that was played on mtv that's in the uh,
7: it was either him or the Roxbox video i think it was run dmc maybe but he was ah, he was, no, he was, it
2: was it's Michael. Mike. It's it was Michael Jackson, was Michael. and then it's
1: Run DMC. The Michael Thr- Thriller it, was like eighty two. Run DMC wasn't that was like eighty six? Yeah,
2: it's Mike. I'm for Michael. fact. I just watched a documentary on
7: Chris, it. Chris, you're saying you want to say what I'm saying. What? You don't feel like entertainment is that important? No, I think entertainment is really important. I okay. just don't know if I would use. I think the NBA has changed the world. If you're talking about race relations, right? I think like race relations. I think you still got some work to Ooh, do. It Muhammad through. Ali. Yeah. Muhammad Ali, that's a good one. To a degree, yeah. Muhammad Ali definitely. Well, I mean, if you're saying, like, Michael Jackson changed the world, my point is it sounds like what you're saying is, like, he changed how people perceive African-American performers, right? Did they, though? Yes. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I mean, what? Yes,
2: he had fucking... He had fans of all colors passing out to go see him.
1: Sure. But what legislation was changed because of that? No
2: legislation, but it, it, it made...
1: White, us, white, it, did, it, made, it did not dismantle white supremacy. I think
2: it made us and our art more accepting. They loved, they loved but one the of that's the thing, us. though.
1: They love our art, but don't love us. Mm.
2: Hey, I think we got to start somewhere.
1: It's been... That was the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> that was 82.
7: <laughs> he was like an outlier, though. You
2: asked me for an example. I would, I I would gave argue you one.
7: Public Enemy more than Michael Jackson, in a way. Public Enemy? Because I don't think
2: they're global enough.
7: They were really global.
2: My, Mike is known every... I don't think they
7: made, the I video. mean, their impact on white people thinking about politics was really significant. See,
1: he, he, oh, 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 I got one, I got one. Got one. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna read this right now. It says, Michael Jackson broke racial barriers and became a global icon, a transcending cultural boundaries. The Moonwalk, a dance move he popularized, became a global sensation, and solidified his status as a pop culture phenomenon. All of that is true for Michael Jackson to the point where somebody like, remember, you got entertainers throughout the years, whether it was Donald Glover or O.J. Simpson. They always felt like you could get to a place where you're so famous you're not black anymore. What? They always, they always said that. That's why I said, say, I'm not black, I'm O.J. So for Michael, yeah, Michael might have got looked at through the lens of, that's Michael Jackson. He ain't black, he ain't white. That's Michael. But what about the rest of us? That's Changing your world don't change
7: the world. That's what I mean by outlier. I, I would say N.W.A. Impacted society. N.W.A. Hey,
2: no, Uncle Luke. No, no. For Bob real. Marley. Bob Marley. Hmm. His, his whole thing was politics. Pull up Bob Marley. He's right. a great example.
1: Yeah, Bob Marley's a great Bob Marley's a great example. Harry Belafonte. For that era, yeah. But you know why, though? Because Harry Belafonte... And that's was an new, actor. But he was I using think, yeah. his celebrity to fuel social, social justice movements. Harry is. Belafonte was funding Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Exactly. and what he was doing. Yeah. Fucking Dale. He say Dave, he say Dave, he say Dale. That was just a great song that we loved. That don't change the world. There's a lot of great music that we love, but it, it...
2: I mean, something... Music
1: can change the world. Don't get me wrong. There are some songs I think have changed the world. Like, We Are The World was a very impactful record. You know what I mean? To me. Um, what's another song I think? Whitney Houston. I don't know. I listen, man. I, I, I
2: mean, but there's a lot of people who are doing things but aren't like doing social justice.
1: But things. but read but read I read that like, about Bob Marley. What's the fir- what is the first thing say
2: I can't read a song. I'm a lesson.
1: Jesus Christ, man. No. Right, you I'm are so really... You 27 and got a 70-year-old <laughs> diet. Your doctor said you got to start... Your doctor said you can only eat fucking soft foods. Shut up. And you can't see? Can't. What's the point of being 27? First of all... Just <laughs> read the goddamn it says,
2: paragraph. It says
1: apart from his activism. That's the first thing. Apart from his activism activism, Marley was also an unofficial ambassador for Jamaica. As the island's most famous and impactful export, Marley introduced to the world not only Jamaican music, but also Rastafarianism rooted in ideas of personal and spiritual freedom, peace, love, and cultural unity. That's not entertainment. Now, he he got got famous because of his entertainment and he would, he would put those things in his music. Yes. But him, the person and the other things he was doing is what changed the world. He was yeah. just using music as, like, I guess the vehicle, the vehicle to, to it. To reach. That's true. Reach. I guess people wouldn't, people, wouldn't, uh, people wouldn't love him if it wasn't for, for, for the music.
2: I wouldn't know about the political climate in Jamaica if it wasn't for Bob Marley.
1: So that's what I would say to a person like Jonathan Majors. I would say, if you're using your celebrity to do this kind of stuff, the way Harry Belafonte did, the way even an, an Aretha Franklin did, then you're helping to change the world. He was getting there. He was dressing like a civil rights activist. He definitely was dressing like a civil rights activist. Nah, that's
2: artist. a part of being an actor, though. You got to... No no no
1: no, 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 <laughs> He was no. priming us. You know? Every, yeah.
2: Well, maybe this time, I've never seen
1: a picture of Jonathan Majors that I didn't think should have been in black and white. <laughs>
2: what about that Every picture? Every single picture I've what ever seen of him look like it should on, be in black on and white. Ebony Mag with the flowers? People were... People really hated it, but I liked it. Yeah. yeah like that that should have been black and white?
1: No. Anytime anytime he puts on a suit and shoes, he should have been in black and white. But hey, man, I don't know what's going to happen with Jonathan Majors. You know, I just know that we live in a very, very, very unforgiving world. And, you know, we never have the other conversations we should be having. We should be talking about the trauma that the woman went through, the trauma that Jonathan Majors is going through. Like, we should be talking... We should be having those conversations. How do we prevent things like this from happening in the future? Once again, it can't just be, hey, black men, don't date white women, you know? Even though I'm fine with if y'all choose not to. I'm just simply saying that that can't be the the, the, the resolution from this. Yeah. Because what happens to the next person that's in this situation? You know what I mean? Like, there's got to be some type of... Something has to come from this. Well, how are you
2: expecting conversations to be had if we are all kind of brainwashed daily. Explain. Like, where are the places for people to have these conversations?
1: Not social media. I'm a, that's my point. Like we don't we're not even having nuanced conversations anymore. Everything is just black or white. It either is or it ain't. And I'm like, that's not the way the world works, y'all. Yo. Like, you gotta have nuanced conversations about things, man. There's a lot more details that go into things. Like, even when I was watching CNN the other day, uh, you know, I think I was watching I forgot who I was watching, but I, the, the, the person was like, you know, and Jonathan has been accused of things before. And then right after she said that, she mentioned Diddy. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> like, like, you can't just say that. Why like, you got to tell me what else he was accused of. Yeah. Right. Because the things I've heard him being accused of is just being an asshole, <laughs> being, 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 having tantrums on set and being angry and mean and stuff like that. But you can't say he's been accused of things before, and then reference Diddy with everything that Diddy's going through right now. Right? Like I need like you got to be specific about these things, and I, I just think man, that's that's very dangerous. I'm, I'm watching CNN, and to to your point, I think you said it earlier. Everybody ain't going to do no research. They're not going to dig no deeper than what they just saw on CNN or mm-hmm. uh, what they what they see in the headline. We do an ad, uh, Prize Picks. Salute to Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had, winning up to 25 times my money this football season, and now I can play during basketball season, too. You just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and place your entry. PrizePix is bringing your gifts early this year with the 12 days of PIXmas starting December 14th. There will be a new promotion every day for new and existing customers. The daily promotions will range from payout boosts to discounted projections. Phoenix Suns' Kevin Durant only needs one point on Christmas Day to make you a winner when placing an NBA entry. PrizePix even offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. PrizePix is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. Testing my skills on Picks this season is the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. If you have the skills, you could turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Alright? Go to prizepix.com slash idiots and use code idiots for a first deposit. Match up to $100. That's prizepix.com slash idiots and use code idiots for a first deposit. Match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Also, this episode of The Brilliant Idiots is brought to you by Factor. What's happening, Factor? Uh, salute to everybody out there, man, that's Bustling during this holiday season, you might be looking for nutritious, flavorful meals to fuel you on jam-packed days. I like that word, bustling. That means busting your ass and hustling. Okay, that's how. That's how. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you, man? <laughs> I'm just saying, man. If you got that bussy, that bussy boy, <laughs> that's that bussy. bussy that boy. that bu- bustle a uh, bussy's bustle. Okay. Factor America's number one ready to eat meal delivery service can help you eat well for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef prepared, dietitian approved, ready to eat meals delivered straight to your door. Skip the meal planning, grocery shopping, chopping, prepping, and cleaning up, and get Factor's fresh, never frozen meals delivered to your door. They're ready in just two minutes. So all you have to do is eat and enjoy. Choose from 35-plus chef-crafted meals every week that support a healthy lifestyle and meet your meal preferences, whether it's calorie-smart, vegan and veggie, protein plus and more wholesome options. Looking for calorie-conscious options over the holidays that don't skimp on flavor? Try delicious, dietician-approved calorie-smart meals with around or less than 550 calories per serving. Factor isn't just for dinner. Count on extra convenience any time of day with an assortment of 55-plus add-ons to suit various preferences and tastes. Choose from quick breakfast items, lunch to go, grab-and-go snacks, and ready-to-drink cold-pressed juices, shakes, and smoothies. With Factor, you can rest assured you're making a sustainable choice. We offset 100% of our delivery emissions and source 100% renewable electricity for our production sites and offices. This December, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh flavor-packed meals delivered to your door, ready and just two minutes. No prep, no mess. Head to factormeals.com slash idiots50 and use code idiots50 to get 50% off. That's code idiots50 at factormeals.com slash idiots50 to get 50% off. Let's get back to the show. Uh, Church announcements. Nyla, you got any church announcements?
2: I do, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm starting a residency in Brooklyn at the spot called Babel. So if you guys are in New York City, definitely pull up on me. Um, It's all women DJs, all women hosts. And it's actually a members only spot. So you kind of got to follow me. Hit me. I'll put you on the list. But we have a party on the 13th. I also have a vision board party since, you know, it's the new year. We all got to set our goals January 21st. And then our next uh, Pass the Ox live, which we are rebranding, will be the first. I mean, I'm sorry, the last week of January. Um, in LA for Grammy weekend so it's a pretty big show we got some some big artists here on the stage word and you know why I'm here cuz he's not ready make sure you guys follow my podcast at WNTTLK. we need to talk i okay. drop two episodes a week you know interviews they've been doing really really well my skill of baby one is doing phenomenal so check it out i think it's pretty funny
1: yeah man that's big nyla uh, i just want to thank everybody man it's been a great year um you know a lot of a lot of content We put out this year, you know, not just from, you know, Breakfast Club. You see, you know, I got my book in print, Black Privilege Publishing with Simon & Schuster. We put out Invisible Generals by my man, Doug Melville. That is available in bookstores uh, right now. Also on Audible, we put out uh, Unleashed for Love this year. Salute to my good sister, Alicia Renee. Salute to Sarita Wesley. Audio scripted sitcom. You know, thank you to everybody who would be leaving comments and reviews on Audible about that. Uh, Broke Down Profits. This is a crime, crime thriller, you know, written by my man S.A. Cosby, you know, starring uh Brian Tyree Henry and Dr. Polanco, Jonathan Majors, I think Donnell Rollins is on this as well. So listen, I just want y'all to continue to support what it is that we're doing. Go to Audible. Thank you to everybody who, you know, uh already listened to Finding Tamika in summer of 85. Salute to everybody who's already picked up, you know, Tamika Mallory, State of Emergency, that came out a couple of years ago. Anita Kopak, Shallow Waters, that came out a couple of years ago. And, you know, I even put my books up here, Black Privilege, and uh, shook one anxiety playing tricks on me, man, just because I really do truly appreciate the support because these are the things that are always constantly moving, you know, even when
7: we may not be. <laughs> what is this? Can I, what? can I say one thing? Yes, Chris, go ahead. People should really check out the essay Cosby. He's really phenomenal. one of the best writers out there right now. I think he's a guy who's really, I mean, he's already broke right? Like he's not a secret, but I think people are going to really have him like on a Walter Mosley level in a year or two. Like Ste- he's
1: Ste- Stephen King said even, that S.A. Yeah. Cosby, one of his favorite writers.
7: And a very cool guy.
1: Very cool guy very from cool Virginia. Guy. New York yeah. Times, New York Times said S.A. Cosby is the author of the year. Like every single project he's done has already gotten picked up for a TV or film. You know, he did a, a great book called Razorblade Tears. Um, the other one was all All
7: Blacktop. S- what's the one I just read?
1: Hold on. Oh, oh let me pull up. Let me let, 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 let's 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 love on SA Cosby real quick. What was the other one? The other one was uh something Black, Blacktop
7: Wasteland I just finished last week. I really enjoyed that.
1: Blacktop Wasteland. Um it's the other one too, the Sinners book. Uh All the Sinners Bleed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he's put out Razorblade Tears, Blacktop Wasteland, All the Sinners Bleed. All his books have already gotten picked up for films and TV shows. Uh Paramount Plus is actually doing Razorblade Tears and, you know, Broke Down Profits by S.A. Cosby. We've already. Salute. That's all I'm going to say. Salute to my guy, S.A. Cosby, man. But yeah, just check out everything we're doing on Audible. Like this, we, we put out some really great work on Audible. This is different. This is an audio documentary finding Tamika is. Audio documentary, Summer of 85 is. Audio scripted series sitcom, Unleashed for Love is. Audio film series, Broke Down Profits is, man. So, you know, salute.
2: What is this? Why is this in a box like
1: this? That's the CD version because I couldn't find a book. That's the CD version of, um, you know, on. Shook One. But no, it's this beautiful thing to be a New York Times best-selling author, man. And now to have my own imprint, you know, uh, Black Privilege Publishing, and to be able to help other people get their product out. That's an amazing thing. Me and Chris are working on my third book as we speak right now.
2: You guys uh, are changing the world.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: In a real way. Mm-hmm. Yo, you wrote a book about anxiety.
1: Well, it's different. That's what I'm saying. Books are different. I'm not saying music can't. I'm not saying entertainment and music can't change the world. I'm just saying, like, Creed Three and Ant-Man did. not That's all I'm saying. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm just saying Creed Three and Ant-Man did. not That's all. Not saying that Jonathan wouldn't have ultimately did a role that, you know, impacted people in that way. But it's not about what you do in, in entertainment. It's about what you do with that celebrity. Rich. Yeah, Yeah, it's about what you do with that reach. That's all I'm saying. I haven't seen him, you know, get to to that point yet. But he didn't even really get the opportunity to. Mm -hmm. But that's what I tell everybody. If you got a platform, if you got reach, use it to actually do something that fucking matters. That's all I'm saying. Yo, play my man Drake, yo. Drake gonna fuck around and be my mood all 2024. (laughs) I'm not gonna front, yo. I might even get me some little specks to wear at the end of my nose, y'all. Please don't. Play Drizzy <laughs> one time. Play Please Drake don't. one time. Play Aubrey Graham. It looks like some <coughs> nigga alive To the Thank rest
0: you. of you, we'll step the ahead. non-believers, the underachievers, the tweet and deleters, you guys make me sick to my stomachs, fam. Me too, Honestly, if you guys want to look in my eyes, you guys want to do something? That's guys, right.
1: That's what I thought. They don't want to do a no. goddamn That's what thing. I thought. The non-believers, mm-hmm. underachievers, tweeting, and deleters. That's what I I don't know what the rest fuck of he you. talking you. about but I know who I'm talking about when I say that type of shit, <laughs> okay? Drake gonna fuck around and be my mood for the rest
2: they of They say it. he's talking about Metro oh Boomin. what Metro do? I I don't know, but Metro Boomin... Oh, it, put out a tweet well, about how his... Okay. Something about his album got overlooked and Drake's got
1: praised. I don't know anything about that. Isn't Metro nominated for a Grammy? Did I make this up? I'm not sure. Aren't Metro and Drake nominated for a Grammy? Man, I don't know what it was. Pull yeah, that look. up real quick right, before I, before I go back to Drake. It ain't even about Drake. It's about what Drake said. I real I... he's nominated for a Grammy, right? Metro. Yeah, for rap. I think I think he's nominated in the rap album of the year category too. I think, I think rap. Go, put, go to Grammy. Go to rap album of the year for the Grammys. Taylor Gang. You got to tape it in. Oh. Yeah, type in Rap Album of the Year 2003 Grammys. Because I'm really just, I want to prove my, I'm, I'm, I'm really just pulling this up to say one thing. Okay. On top of Best Rap Album nomina- Yeah, Metro Boomer. So Metro Boomer's nominated for Rap Album of the Year. Drake and 21 are nominated for Rap Album of the Year. If, if, I hope they're not beefing over this. Because neither one of them should win. Killer Mike should win this hands down.
8: Mm.
1: Killer Mike should win Rap Album of the Year. Michael, hands down, period. But I just like what Drake said, man, because they make me sick to my goddamn stomach too.
2: Metro Booming <laughs> okay. criticized award shows at large as just politics, citing her lost victories over his album. Yeah,
1: yeah he's saying he Drake wanted politics. Tweet. See, I don't like that. I don't like that. You know what I'm saying? Because you know why I don't like that? Deleting tweets are pointless. <laughs> yeah. <no. laughs> it's, it's, it's actually the most pointless thing in the world to delete a tweet. You said it. It's out there. People are going to grab it. They're going to repost it. They're going to retweet it. I don't like the backtracking. If that's how you feel, stand on it, mm. Elliot Wilson. That's why <laughs> I don't like <laughs> Elliot Wilson always apologizing to people after he says some shit. Even if I disagree with what he says, which majority of the time I do, I don't agree with him constantly apologizing. Because because if you're that person that puts things out there and wants smoke and then apologizes every time, why should we believe you in the first place? Well,
2: Mm. I think Elliot is a nice person. So I think that once confronted, he feels guilty about what he said.
1: Well, shut shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Listen to Juicy J. Listen to Juicy J. It's okay to shut the fuck up. But Who's th- telling people they got to talk?
2: But also, I think he feels away because the climate has changed and he feels like he's not a part of the race anymore.
1: Well, that's silly for him to think that. He's Elliot Wilson.
2: It is silly for him to think
1: Elliot that. Wilson has been around a long time. You know, he was the editor-in-chief of XXL Magazine. He launched a fantastic platform with my man B. Dot called Rap Radar. You know, when when everybody was running to dot coms back in the day, Rap Radar was definitely one of the ones. You know, he evolved. He turned he turned that into a a great podcast with Rap Radar. Like, there's no reason for Elliot Wilson to feel insecure about his position and culture. But guess what? I'm not using that. I'm not letting him use that as an excuse. You know, some shit you should feel bad for. As you just said, Nyla, we've all done it. We've all said things where we felt bad, but you can't feel bad for every fucking thing. (laughs) <laughs> every single time he's criticized somebody, this year, he's ended up apologizing. Well, and Nikki, and I'm not saying nothing to Elliot that I haven't told Elliot. Me and Elliot had this conversation off I think air. the
2: Nikki shit he definitely needed to apologize for.
1: No, because he didn't diss Nikki. He should, apo- he, it, it, he should by apologize the way, to Kai. He should apologize to Kai. And if he felt like that about Kai, stand on it. But no,
2: he I, did. The apology it's technically felt like it was for him.
1: It felt
2: I, more to well, no, Kai me, than...
1: Me, oh, you're right. Let me take a step back. You shouldn't have been criticizing Kai in the first place. I don't know Kai Sinat from a can of paint, never met the young man, but I salute that young man for everything that he's built. You know why? Because Kai Sinat is everything we say we want hip-hop to be. Mm-hmm. We say we get tired of motherfuckers Talking shit about other artists all the time, beefing with each other. We talk about how we can't stand to see people just going in on rants. God bless you. We can't. We hate to see people going in on rants all the time. Like everything that we say is negative within the culture. Kai ain't doing none of that. Kai is fucking Soul Train. <laughs> Kai is Soul Train. His streams are always positive. Streams are positive. You go watch Kai tonight. You see him dancing, having a good time, listening to music. What could you say negative about that? That's why it's just pure hate. And I don't like hate. I like constructive criticism, you know? I like people who, you know, can look at something and, and, and give a nice, objective take on it. What Elliot did to well, Kai well, is not well, was if- pure hate. There's nobody, like, there's nobody that's of Elliot Wilson's stature who should look at Kai and feel threatened in any way, shape, or form. But what
3: if he's looking for something like he wanted to interview with Nicki Minaj? Like he wanted so to So what? To, that's still, I'm that's saying. Hate. He's coming from,
2: but I'm saying he's coming from that perspective. That's because. still hate. But I feel like all them po- older podcast niggas be doing that shit. All them niggas be inciting beefs and. You know, one person goes sit with this p- platform, so then they go shit on the person who just interviewed with them just so they can <laughs> get a haughty. headline and talk. Like, I, Elliot's not I, the I don't only think it's person just doing that.
5: I think it's entertainers and creatives. Yeah, it's all, everybody's work, doing that. And then sometimes when they feel a way, they lash out. Like, Drake lashed out against you when you said something negative about it. Mm-hmm.
2: Which it a lash
5: out? Sure, but that, that's not the same. El- that, what Elliot did to Kai is not that. Yeah, but you weren't hating on him. You were giving constructive criticism. I'm
1: always hating on Drake. I mean. (laughs) (laughs) What's wrong with y'all? Have I told y'all this? I'm always hating on Drake. What are we talking about? Oh, the they yeah. Because it's I do so give annoying. I do give constructive criticism, but majority of my criticism of Drake, whether you agree with it or not, throughout the years has been hate.
2: This is why I don't listen to you. and I
1: don't, and I don't, and by the way, and I, by the way, I, I'm not even I don't have a reason to hate Drake. I just it, it's just you know it's from childhood. I, I, so you do. part of the problem? <clears throat> no, historically, <laughs> light skinned men <laughs> you, have always teased. You're your own. Dark skinned men have always teased light skinned men.
3: And vice versa.
1: No. So you bring your your trauma trauma on us. Nino Brown stabbed motherfucking (laughs) Nino Brown. What the fuck? Nino Brown stabbed the pretty nigga from the bank in the hand. It wasn't the other way around. (laughs) Nino.
4: I (laughs) never liked you anyway, pretty motherfucker.
1: Okay. All right. No, I'm just fucking with y'all. But, no, you're well, not. I know you're not. <laughs> I, I don't know if I am or not, but I know I'm serious about what I'm saying about you know, Elliot. You. What Elliot did is pure hate on Kai tonight, and I did not.
2: It's not just Elliot. All these niggas be hating for no reason. Well, I'm it's using just I, this is,
1: this is, this is the you're right, but this is the most recent example, and the reason I think this is so egregious is because Kai is 22 years old. But baby, 20, Kai is the leader of the new school when it comes to hip hop. Mm-hmm. period we don't got to call it journalism but he's a hip-hop personality but why is what he doing not journalism I saw him sitting with Dicky and I saw Nikki telling a story to him that Nikki said she ain't never told nowhere else about the record with Drake where she said that uh she broke down that how the record was supposed to be on Drake's album but then she decided to use it for hers and yada 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 that's is that not journalism it is how is that not journalism i don't know that journalism. I
2: think right, that's journalism so what, what is
1: journalism say. then what is journalism
2: Think kind like a conversation me. that's just asking questions and getting answers. I think it's like research. Like, she's volunteering right. that information versus just... Nah, but
5: you shouldn't put it in a box. It's like, if you, I'm if not, you do an, I, conduct an interview, I, hey, if you dancing and having fun while doing it, but if you're still finding out information about the person that they've never said anyplace else, that's still an interview. You're still finding...
1: It.
2: Yeah, so is but- journalism just the documentation of something or is it actually like doing research and then... Probably a
1: combination of both. Yeah. Okay, well, let's just say, you don't want to call Kai uh, a, a journalist. He's a hip-hop personality. And um, what I would tell that young man is stay away from all the sucker shit. You know what I mean? Don't let none of these motherfuckers embrace you because a lot of these people is just going to be trying to, you know, uh, uh, suck, off, suck off your energy and ride your wave Because if that young man stays on the path he's on, he got $100 million on his schedule in record time. Mm. He's 22 years old. A lot of these people that are in this game right now, they're 35. I'm I'm OG. I'm 45 years old, but I'm already in the Radio Hall of Fame. I'm already home, (laughs) y'all. You know what I'm saying? But for the rest of (laughs) y'all, the rest of y'all that's still, you know, out here figuring it out, working, you're 34, 35 years old. In four or five years, you're going to be 40. Kai's only going to be 26. So be very careful about the things you're saying about the so-called OGs now. Because when you're 40 and Kai's only 26, you're going to look ancient as fuck. <laughs> like ancient. Like beyond ancient. So you just got to be very, very careful, man. I like what Kai Sanat is doing. I don't see how anybody can speak negatively to Kai Sinat in any way, shape, or form. He's literally soul trained. Motherfuckers is on there dancing, not caring about how goofy they look. His mom is in there dancing with him. His sister, they're all having a good time. Can you imagine an esteemed, who's an an esteemed journalist? Like, imagine Dan Rather hating on Don Cornelius. If you just want to keep it black, who was a a great black uh, personality from that time, um,
7: the Soul Train time, uh, Chris? Was it Petey Green? pd green was great the greatest guy, radio personality of all time The guy in new york who i'm blanking on who um who's the guy who, frankie crocker frankie crocker Boom. ran but to the journalism point you know the thing with journalism is not about research it's about also adhering to ethics essentially
8: mm-hmm. yeah. right
7: there has to be accountability there has to be impartiality um you can't take money from sources. Yeah. You have to double check all your sources. If one person tells you one thing, you have to collaborate that with two or three other sources. I mean, that's really the part of journalism that's missing. Because journalism are writers,
1: essentially. Right. Like, like, like Elliot is really the OG journalist because he was the editor in chief for Double XL magazine. We're not really journalists. I used to write for Ozone back in the day, but I'm not a I'm not a journalist per se. Like journalists write. For newspapers, magazines, things of that nature, I guess it's changed in 2023 or going into twenty-four. I would just say hip hop personality. That's what I would say. I would say media personality. I don't think there is
7: really any hip hop journalism anymore, to be honest. I, I mean No, I don't you know, so I don't think what Elliot does on rap radar is journalism. Right. Me um, well, I think maybe like...
1: Well, go back to the definition of journalism, Taylor, because Chris is absolutely right with what he, what, what, he, what he's saying about journalism. What do they say the definition is? She just had it up, but she hates me, so she moves it as soon as I wanted to go read it. <laughs> she, <laughs> does, she does this it's on like- purpose. She does this on purpose. She does shit like this on purpose. Oh, my God. Journalism. Oh, my God. The activity or profession of writing for newspapers, magazines, or news websites are preparing news to be broadcast. Oh, yeah technically. Yeah, who's no doing it? No one's yeah. <laughs> Like, there are no hip-hop journalists. Like, what are we
5: talking about? I do think they have to update the definition, though, because now that people are moving away from newspapers, magazines, and things of that nature. Yeah, I yeah.
2: do feel like what um, Jock does... Jock Jack who? Is that how you say his name? Young Jock? He used to work with... No, he used oh, to I work she with um, to catch
1: you <laughs>
2: Rob Markman. Um, oh,
1: you're talking he, about Jinx?
2: No, no, who? no. His name's Jock. But he does, yeah. like... He, like, reports facts. He does them, like, in these quick videos. That's hip-hop
1: journalism.
7: I think Jeff Weiss is
1: That's a people. journalist. Well, it says the journalist, our reporter, is responsible for researching and writing informational news articles and stories about real events using a fair and unbiased Actually, perspective. Actually, there's
2: a lot of people who do that, and then they put it in a teleprompter, and then they put it in video, and then they upload it because people are not reading like we've been talking about. People listen to things. People watch things. So That's there a- are... Journalism, or there is journalism, it's just done differently
1: but it, it says that their duties include interviewing experts, gathering first hand accounts of events and organizing an outline into a cohesive, interesting story so I mean you know a lot of us personalities do aspects of journalism if you're sitting down, I interview experts all the time in their respective fields, you know we sit down with artists and we get firsthand
7: accounts of events, you know um yeah but,
1: you, but, you, you, that, you also
7: got to remember that. there was a system in place for decades, right? Which was to be a journalist, you know, you wrote for your high school newspaper and mm-hmm. then you wrote for your college newspaper and then you went to journalism school and you were instructed in the rules and the ethics and the codes of conduct of being a journalist. And then from there you started working at a small newspaper and then if you did well there you would move up to a major city and then 10 years in you'd land at the New York Times, right? Like yeah. that, that was the path. That path is destroyed right now. Do you I think there's the a level of... Oh, go ahead, no.
2: Oh, I was going to say, because when I was in college, I took a journalism class, and one of the biggest things that we constantly learned is that, like, this is no longer going to exist because of all the fake news that we were getting.
7: Fake news and access. I mean, the the scenario I just described, yes, it made people adhere to, you know, certain ethics, but there was a lot of gatekeeping. Everybody couldn't be a journalist, right? Like, a lot of people were shut out, and now... You got a phone. You're a journalist. Is Cr- there a level of elitism that comes with that, though? Like if you went to school. There was. And, sure. And you were in a certain era. Sure.
2: Not anymore. Y- now it's clout. Clout is a new elite.
7: Right. But no, in the day, sure. Right. Like maybe you couldn't afford to go to college. Maybe you weren't able to get into grad school. You know, maybe you couldn't afford the prices they were paying at these newspapers. So, yeah, there were only a select amount of people who got to, quote, tell these stories. <clears throat> now everybody can. And that's great. The problem is you could ask any of the so-called this isn't just hip hop, right? Like you could ask anybody online who has a, a voice and influence and say, well, what are you know, you have a responsibility now. What are those tenants of journalism? They
1: don't they have no, no
7: idea, idea. what I, I can would tell you, you what journalist and a reporter is
1: synonymous.
5: Oh,
7: yeah,
1: because right. they call journalists reporters. That's what a journalist is. They say a journalist. Well,
7: I think a reporter has even more duty to be independent and fair and to work sources. And they're
2: like on ground.
7: Right. Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Listen, I don't know what you call them. All I know is Kai Sinat is that guy. And man, you know, Elliot just showed a level of insecurity that I, 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 I don't want any of our OGs to have. You can see it, man. There's so many of our OGs that reek of insecurity. They're not comfortable with who they are. They're not comfortable with their place, you know, in in, in in the current landscape. But that's because y'all keep looking at the landscape. And, and Nali, you said it earlier, running a race. Why are you running a race?
7: And also, <laughs> like, I say life this, is a
1: marathon.
7: Elliot has real skills to share with people, right? Yes. Like... I did a real investigative journalism piece for the source on a guy named John Forte who probably nobody knows about anymore. Of course,
1: come on, that was John. But he got arrested oh,
7: in a major cocaine distribution right. charge. I, Elliot was the editor in chief. I did real reporting. I was getting wiretaps. I was getting tapes. They asked me to testify in a federal cocaine trial. Like, it was real heavy duty investigative reporting. Elliot can do that. He knows about that. That's he built that magazine. He's just got to stick to so, but what but, he knows to, to
1: that point. Why compete? Why,
7: <laughs> why you? I why? Compete? Why? Because you probably think thinks you're there is. With ties that,
1: not?
2: Why compete? Yeah, no, I agree with
1: I you. It's silly. But when's the last time I you've do, read an investigative
7: I, piece like that? I, I read them topic? all the
1: time. But and not me. only do I read them all the time, th- those are the things that are turning into IP. But like you got, you got, you got places like the New Yorker and Variety, New Yorker, Variety, and somebody else I'm missing. But you have these. People who are opening up production companies because these journalists and reporters have vulture. done these in depth vulture, that's what it is, have done these in-depth stories and they're turning them into documentaries. Like yeah, y'all gotta think bigger. Stop that's- looking at the fucking nigger net and thinking, yo, man, <laughs> I wanna go viral. Well, no, I- the stuff y'all doing, y'all can actually make real money I off think, with IP.
2: I think that's the message to Elliot, is just stop looking at the nigger net and think of your work. A more indefinitely but i think he probably just feels unappreciated because like the shit that you're saying that shit takes time that takes, it takes time resources. and effort and he's, research. Very hard. It's very
8: he's,
1: hard.
2: he's done it but niggas don't care about that because like you said niggas don't read who so it's done? like no 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 no, so no
1: no 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 he's very good at it. a lot of these uh, uh, yeah. there's, a, there's a certain sector of people who don't read we don't we can't generalize everybody what elliot does is very valuable and if Elliot did more of that, like I would love to see it. I think like,
2: he don't get the praise for that type of work. People who are doing that work don't get the praise.
1: I, by who?
7: Who? When, you, when we say don't get the praise, who's the who?
2: last? Who's the last? We couldn't even name a
7: black uh, journalist. Megan Kunif, I believe her name is, who covered name this. a black journalist. She's a reporter though. All right, but people people gave her praise. People followed her coverage. As a name Lee's a black product.
1: journalist that people praise. Let me tell you something. To go back to the point we just talked about, these people who are doing this real investigative journalism. You know, like something like a a Finding Tamika, like Erica Alexander did, and Color Farm Media did for Audible. Those are the people that are getting great deals to turn that content into TV, film. Like, somebody is going to... It's probably... You know what? It's it's probably going to end up being Vlad. Salute to my guy. Vlad, y'all can hate on Vlad all y'all want. It's probably going to end up being Vlad. The person from hip-hop who's documenting... All of these different stories, I mean, everything from China Mac to the Keefy D shit and all of that, he already gets calls, just like we all do, anybody that has content. You know, you always get calls to license the content for documentaries and stuff. Somebody's going to come to Vlad and say, hey, that China Mac thing you did, man, we want to turn that into a movie. Like, that whole conversation you had with him, that is actual, say what you want, that's journalism. That's actual reporting. He's getting a firsthand count of events from people about their stories and their situations, do not be surprised yeah, if, if if Vlad TV does what the vote, what Vulture is doing, New Yorker, somebody else I just named. Who else did I just name? I can't remember all of those people are taking their IP, they've started production companies and they're taking the IP from these investigative journalism stories that they did and they're turning them into TV and films and everything else and these production companies is buying them. It's smart. Go look at what ABC News is doing with documentaries, true crime documentaries and going to podcasts. Like, iHeart and uh, ABC News partnered on, um, what was the name of the podcast? I can't remember it right now. Uh, Bear or something. It was a true crime podcast. But, it, they ABC News came took that true crime podcast and turned it into a documentary that's on Hulu right now don't be surprised if Vlad TV is the person that you know that ends up happening happening for because of the hip hop journalism that he's doing but Vlad's doing
5: it on a platform a yeah he's doing it in a way where he still gets clout from it and Absolutely. I think that's
1: what
2: That's where Elliot is frustrated But
1: that's what Elliot should be doing. Elliot, 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 Elliot should be doing... He's doing that with Rap Radar when he's doing interviews. But he should be doing those in-depth sit-downs the way Vlad does. I think he could
2: also even just take some of his older work that he's done before. Some of the pre-recordings that he turned into clips. Turn those into, like, TV shows or something. And nostalgia is always going to be it.
1: Yo, you can't... (laughs) Nala, you are so right. Because there's certain things that we will never be able to do. Somebody like Angie Martinez's catalog is platinum. Mm-hmm. Triple platinum. Diamond. Because there's she got interviews that nobody can ever get ever again. Yep. She sat with Tupac for hours yep. and never put it out. She sat with Biggie countless amounts of times. Like, when you see... And
2: pivotal moments.
1: Pivotal too. fucking moments. Yeah. When, when R. Kelly gets pepper sprayed at the garden, they both go to Angie's show. She documented it. In a book but that's the kind of content and material that not only will be a book it'll be a movie one day it'll be a tv clear. show it'll be in a documentary yeah. you just don't know like go back and look at your catalog instead of looking at what the brothers that are just starting like why would I look at Kaya and hey Kaya is just getting started right. I got a, I got 30 years of catalog I got 30 years of my own shit mm-hmm. focus on that That's why God don't be blessing a lot of people, man. God don't be blessing a lot of people because you don't appreciate what you've you've done and you don't appreciate where you are. And I'm not just talking about Elliot. I'm just talking about people in general. When you're looking at the next person and you're looking at somebody like a a young person on the come up and you're already trying to figure out ways to stop them, God is like, well, damn, what have I done for you your whole life? Now you don't care about that no more. You feel insignificant because because somebody else is moving now. So you're not even taking into account you're still here. He, you're still in the space, and you got what that young man can only dream of, which is 20, 30 years of catalog? The fuck are y'all doing, y'all? Yo? You got to cut it down. You got to stop. Priorities. You got to fucking stop. Let's pay a bill. Pay a bill, and then we come back and talk about that on on uh, Playground. DoorDash. Oh, man, salute to DoorDash, OK? Probably the greatest food delivery service of all time. Everyone deserves to feel like a VIP. With DashPass from DoorDash, you can. DashPass members get $0 delivery fees and up to 10% off eligible DoorDash orders, including groceries, drinks, personal care items, and more. Sign up for DashPass today. Use code IDIOTS and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for DashPass. Subject to change. Terms apply. DashPass makes delivery even more worth it, helping members save more than $35 per month on average. Plus, Dash Pass delivers way more than just tonight's dinner, including special access to experiences, promotions, and Dash Pass exclusive menu items, all for only $9.99 a month. Sign up for Dash Pass now and you'll get your first month free. Put a little joy back into your schedule. Sign up for Dash Pass today. Use code IDIOTS and get 50% off up to a $10 value. When you spend $12 or more after signing up for Dash Pass. Subject to Change, Terms Apply. That's 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for Dash Pass with Code IDIOTS. Subject to change, terms apply, sign up for more, become a Dash Pass member today. Yo, salute to Blue Chew, man. I want I want Blue Chew to know that because of the advertising they've done on podcasts like Brilliant Idiots and, you know, other podcasts, but I really think Brilliant Idiots, you know. Uh, And flagrant. I I say flagrant, too, as well. People think that when we say Blue Chew, we're talking about Viagra. They think think the nickname for, for Viagra is Blue Chew. No, Blue Chew is something totally different. Okay, and it's a unique online service that delivers... Blue Chew right to your door. Blue Chew has the same ingredients as Viagra Cialis and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day and night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Okay, the process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared. Paired and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package, okay? And we've got a special deal for all our listeners. Try Blue Chew Chew free when you use our promo code IDIOTS at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code IDIOTS to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. Let's get back to the show. Alex Media. Uh, Alex, y'all had academics on Flagrant, too? Yeah. Did you hear it? Alex wanted me to talk about this. He wanted me to talk about Elliot Wilson. <laughs> Why are you front? I gave him what he wanted. <laughs> it's great. I give you what you want, Alex. So we didn't speak about it and say you
5: had some choice. We better. did. I mean, I had some thoughts. All right. What are your thoughts? I'm curious just to hear what... About what, though? About what
1: part in particular? No, just in general. Because you came up. I'm just happy to be it. in it. I'm honestly just happy to be in the conversation, mm-hmm. meaning that, you know, first of all, you know, always salute my guys, salute to you, salute Schultz, you know, Akash, Mark, everybody for, for holding it down for me, but you can only hold it down with facts, which you did. Yeah. Um. But I would say that I'm just happy to be in the conversation. You'll never hear me say I'm the greatest anything of all time, you know, and, and you'll never hear me say I'm the greatest radio personality of all time just because I have too much respect for the OGs that came before me, and I genuinely don't feel like that. I'm just happy to have put in the kind of work and, you know, created the kind of content that has me in the conversation. If you ask me who my favorite radio personalities of all time are, I'm going to tell you Petey Green. I've I've always told y'all that. Y'all should go watch his movie. Um, uh, uh, Talk to me, because, you know, I I heard Akash say that Howard Stern had a a New York Times bestselling book. and then it turned into a movie. What other radio personality had that? P.D. Green. Mm-hmm. And it's a fantastic book, you know? Um, a fantastic movie. Talk to me. It stars Don Cheadle as P.D. Green. Taraji P. Henson is in it. It's a great movie, and you'll see why I say P.D. Green is my favorite radio personality of all time. P.D. Green also had a cable access show. If I'm not mistaken, the first time Howard Stern was ever on TV, it was on, you know, P.D. Green's show. My other favorite radio personality of all time, Howard Stern. You know, it's not even, it's, it's, it's not even close. So for me, it's P.D. Green, Howard Stern, Wendy Williams, you know, Wendy Williams was one of my favorite radio personalities before, you know, her and her husband scooped me up from South Carolina and had me as her co-host. So other, other than that, I got to say Tom Joyner. You know, people don't talk about Tom Joyner the way that they should. But when it comes to being a public service, when it comes to being a public service, Petey Green, Tom Joyner, the best of the best. But Petey Green was also what some would consider a shock jock. You know mm. what I mean? Even though I feel, feel the things he was saying, you know, weren't um shocking. He was just speaking the truth. And then I put uh Angie Martinez. Mm. Well so,
3: done. So
1: that's mine. Those are those are my <coughs> personal all time favorite radio, you know, personalities. Um I give. Can we my-
2: get more context to what was said on the pod? I'm sorry, because I want to know. Play it. Y'all just jumped into we it. We got it.
0: We're not just talking talent, of course. I think this, this thing is a fucking amazing, great, right? I'm talking about you. Got to be able to mobilize and move an audience. If you could tell me, like Howard Stern moved an audience to fucking serious, I seen Wendy moving audience to daytime TV. You have to tell me where Charlamagne moved it on. Now I have to tell me anybody else beside Howard Stern who has brought an audience from A to B, which is a different media. Charlemagne, yeah, where, U- where from U- U- radio to, to the
4: internet. YouTube is TV. Like, are you crazy? And, and not only did he bring it to TV, meaning it was on the TV at that time every single day, and there was eight other channels you could fucking watch. Yeah. there was millions other channels you could watch, it, and you tapped in on
0: YouTube. Now you can't. Son, now you you can't so you of all how people you not know see how YouTube is, as time. TV. YouTube is the new TV. You're not hearing what I'm saying, though. I'm hearing it. No, no, I'm digesting no. it. I disagree okay. with I also it. don't think no, you're no, understanding. No, if, no, 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 because you know, like, I know about moving audience. Yeah, and I know how difficult But, it is. but you also don't understand. On, I'm not saying The Breakfast Club didn't exist and, and still exists and they're amazing on YouTube. But I don't
4: think you know the strong, like, if with, all, with
0: all due respect. No key. With all due respect. I think him and Charlamagne's beef, I don't know what it is. He came on my podcast, he said, you're the star of is your life. Uh, of course. Which I don't like that. He's using my success to get a Charlamagne. Exactly.
4: But Charlamagne's right? the greatest radio host in our generation, without the a doubt. Other than Wendy. Nobody's, yeah. no, no, Wendy doesn't come close. <laughs> right. What? And then has, Charlemagne
5: has had a longer run than 20.
6: Charlemagne,
4: Charlemagne the, when
5: he was hit. Charlemagne is the greatest
6: radio
4: Charlemagne, host. Charlemagne is the greatest yeah, radio host in yeah, our yeah. generation is not a question. And probably I guarantee objectively speaking, objectively speaking, probably the greatest ever, if you really wanted to look at it. Probably the greatest. Is him ever. or Howard? Uh. It's only him
5: or Howard. I'm humbled. You know Wait, what I mean? Who's
4: the
2: who is he comparing who came on his show? Because
1: she turned what she was doing. Who? Now we're talking about Howard Stern, Wendy, No, and he Charlotte. said
2: someone came on my show and said.
1: Oh, he was uh, yeah, he was saying how people try to do that with shows, but if y'all y'all know me, I love throwing assists. Like, Andrew Schultz, I knew who Andrew was ten years ago. We've been doing Brilliant Idiots for 10 years. You know what I'm saying? I knew who Andrew Schultz was 10 years ago when Chris Moreau, who's sitting right there, came to me and told me I need to start a podcast. And I told Chris why I do morning radio. Why would I want to start a podcast? He was like, man, you need to get in on podcasting. Podcasting is going to be the future. He was absolutely right. I'm glad I listened to him. Andrew Schultz was who I knew I wanted to start a podcast with. Like, you know, Duvall is all the way in Atlanta. Atlanta, Andrew right here in New York. I'm like, we have great conversations. He's funny as fuck, smart as fuck. Andrew was doing exactly what I knew he would be doing 10 years ago. Y'all just catching up to the greatness of Andrew Schultz.
7: Can I tell another piece of that story? Sure. So you were like, check out Schultz. I went to uh, see him. It was uh, at a bar. It was like the New York Comedy Festival. And he was on a panel with another famous personality. I won't say who and Schultz killed it. He was easily the dominant voice, the funniest, everything. And I was like, yo, this dude's fucking insane. He's mm-hmm. incredible. And so afterwards, I think you had told him I was coming. I grabbed him. I went to the bar with him. I was like, look, we want to do a podcast. You want to you do it with Shar? Yeah, fuck it. Let's go. That was it. Wow. There were other people that we were thinking about that when I approached them, well, why would we want to do that? Can we talk about... Fuck it, let's yeah, do it. It yeah, yeah, was a two-second yeah. conversation. And people get lost about that. And listen, I hope, I hope that everybody
1: that's around me in some way, shape, or form, from the knocklers to the Schultz's to whoever it may be, I hope that y'all all at some point look at me and say, he's the lackey. <laughs> That's how big I want every single one of you all to get. But I That's the point.
2: I, I love what But
1: you don't understand that if you're not a person who don't throw assists. Mm. I you're not a, you're not a, you don't understand that if you're not a person who, when you build things, you're only thinking of yourself. What do I always tell y'all? If what you build only benefits you, it's not, it's big. not big enough. Yeah. Period. You
2: say that. And also what you recently said to me is like, well, what's your intent behind it? And that's I'm right. And I'm like, damn. So that is not like my word for 2024. One of them is intent. Everything has to be like intentional. Mm-hmm. But what Schultz said with like you being the greatest, I don't think it's something that could be like self-proclaimed. Like you have to let others. Give I
1: would never say title. that. Yeah, you so, got like, to.
2: That's why like my nickname for you is See the Goat. It's mm. just, I feel like you should change your name from See the God to See the Goat because mm. I feel like you're a goat to me as well. But yeah, it would be lame of you to be like, yo, I'm the greatest personality because then you look like, you look silly. Then you, you look, look like them.
1: You look dumb. <laughs> yeah. You just do the work. Put your head down and do the work. I will, one, one other thing Ax said that, that was interesting. Ack was saying, because he kept referencing television. Yeah. And he was saying that, you know, Wendy Williams was able to take her radio audience to TV. And Howard was able to take his radio audience to serious. I mean, which makes sense, because Howard Stern took his radio show to a radio station, a radio platform. It just happened to be a radio platform that was satellite radio. So yeah, people would follow him. I think people use their voices in different ways, you know? If if you if you if your thing is television, if you want to say, hey man, people don't follow Charlemagne from radio to TV. It, it, it might be some truth to that. I think you know? it's
2: different demos though because I've it been, definitely is. I've been with you on all your platforms and it's a different demographic every time. Like your late night show demo is different than your breakfast club Absolutely. demo. Absolutely. Hell, your Brilliant Idiots demo is completely different than both of those demos. So I don't even think that's a fair statement. Absolutely. And even as a content creator, my YouTube demo is completely different from my Instagram demo, which is completely different to the people who listen to me on Sunday night. Like, so that's not true.
1: What y'all was saying is, was absolutely true, but I, I, would, I would correct y'all on one thing. Breakfast Club didn't start on YouTube. Breakfast Club started on power1051fm.com. Mm-hmm. So people had to go to power1051fm.com to get that content. All of those early interviews that people love, like the first Kanye interview, the Dame Dash interview, anything prior to 2016, Breakfast Club didn't get on YouTube until 2016. So from 2010 to 2016, all of that Breakfast Club content was on the dot-com. Mm-hmm. So people had to go to the dot-com to actually watch the interviews. And, 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 this, yo, Andrew, or somebody said it, It's like, yo, say what you want about Breakfast Club when it comes to hip-hop media and taking that content and being consistent and putting it out every single day. That it we we were we were we were a hundred percent doing
5: yeah. that, and I think we made that point of saying you took terrestrial radio to the internet, which I don't think I didn't yeah. see any other radio station doing at to time.
1: That's a fact. I mean, that was our whole thing because when I was doing radio in Philly and radio in South Carolina, I was always putting stuff up online. Like like a lot of my first national looks was because I was posting stuff online. Ye, we used to do that when she was on Shave Forty Five. Envy would do that when he was on uh uh, uh Sirius Satellite Radio and on. You know, Hot ninety seven. So it's like when we came together, we all do. We gotta utilize the internet in order to get you know our our content out there. And so that's why people started going to the dot com, and then we started putting content on YouTube. That's why when the breakfast we're doing a Breakfast Club documentary. The documentary is coming. You know, it's it's being we're it's 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 active. It's in motion. So when we do the documentary, who's gonna play? No, it's a documentary. Oh, okay. So it's it's actual. If there's a movie, who's gonna play? I mean,
2: don't say motherfucking
1: Morris Chestnut. Morris Chestnut would be too too, too, old, too old. to play me. You know, you know, like, but he could.
2: Continue on with
1: your point about it. My 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 thing is no. What, what I was my thing is that we uh we we were we were putting it on the dot com. Damn, I lost my train of thought. We were putting it on the dot com, and then it eventually. You know, went to YouTube.
2: He lost his shirt. <laughs> this, and,
1: and, and, but but all of this, all of this will be told on. Thing, but oh, about movement, right? I use my voice to move people for different things. I think people sometimes forget television is just another thing that I do. Hmm. We do Breakfast Club. We've been doing Brilliant Idiots for ten years. I chose, I want to do a network, Black Effect Podcast Network. You can go buy this hat right now on Black Effect. Oh, blackeffect.com, it's Black Effect Hat with Mitchell Ness. You know what I mean? Yeah, (laughs) blackeffect.com, the merch is available. Mitchell Ness, Black Effect Hat. But I wanted to start a podcast network. We got 28 shows under the podcast network. Black Effect is at a billion downloads right now. We're doing great with the podcast network. SBH Productions with Audible. Finding Tamika, Summer of 85, Unleashed for Love, Broke Down Profits, Plenty More to Come. Books, you know what I mean? Not just my own books. Tamika Mallory, Anita back Doug Melville with a lot more to come. When y'all, I got a lot of different stuff down the pipeline. So I use my voice to move people in different ways. What we talked about earlier, when we talked about, uh, you know, when you get to a certain position, you know, you have to use your, your, your voice to be of service. Yeah. I chose to talk about my mental health journey. And move people towards going to therapy, you know, finding healing. So using your voice to move your audience just to another platform to benefit you, that's not the only way to use your voice.
2: Yeah, even the doctor I went to was like, ever since Shalmy started talking about this, more people have came in and asked. Dr. Puma. Yeah, I was like, damn, at the doctor's so, office know. before talking about things the, like this.
1: The doctor that we talked about, Soren Soren Medical, mm-hmm. you know, when we—that's where we went to go get our CT scans for our hearts. Yeah, he's he's had an influx in, in business, but my point is that's that's how you use your voice like that. Like I understand what Act was saying, but that's not the only measure. Just saying, hey, I did radio, so now I go do TV. I, I, you know, I use my voice to move a lot of different. Also, we're in a different climate.
2: Like different platforms don't hold as much weight as they do then. One hundred percent. Like podcasts hold way more weight than a TV show right now.
1: Depends, what the show is, because there's still some TV shows that hold a lot of weight. But you know, like yeah, to your point, to your point, yeah. I mean, you know, there's not, there's not too many big who's. I, I can't think of a platform in media. Well, I can't think of a, a show on TV that has a bigger
2: well, you know what? reach than Joe Rogan, maybe. Reality TV shows do well. Mm-hmm. But even reality TV shows, they're, they're like its own uh, universe, like
1: Bravo. Absolutely. Anything else, Alex, from this conversation? Nah, that was it. Come <sighs> on, man. I got to go. Alex, peace, my guy. Safe travels. Happy holidays. I truly just appreciate being in the conversation. If that's the, if that's the debate, if the debate is who's the greatest radio personality <laughs> of all time, and it's, it's you know it's people talk about me, Howard, and Wendy, I appreciate it. Thank you. You know, I'm Eesh, gonna keep I'm gonna keep that. working.
2: Look
1: at that. I'm in the Radio Hall of Fame. <laughs> we all are. Howard is too. Howard and Wendy is too. And it's it's crazy because I did I did Wendy's acceptance speech. I think it was 2000, 2006. I introduced her when she got inducted into the Radio Hall of Fame. And I remember just sitting there thinking, I'm gonna be in the Radio Hall of Fame one day, too. And guess what? I'm in the Radio Hall of Fame. All praise is due to God. Um, yeah, this is bad, man. Bad. What's that? Um, pull up the video, Taylor. It's not bad, it's not bad. It's just I, I understand what Taraji's coming from. Salute to Taraji P. Henson. She broke down crying in the middle of an interview and discussing her financial situation and pay she receives as an accomplished actor, the math fame, mafman. Math, every time I negotiate, it's like I'm starting from the bottom. Can you find that, Taylor? That's ridiculous. Taraji, you had the audacity to just say you're thinking about getting, stopping acting. We said,
3: stop talking. Mm. Are you thinking about it? Um,
8: mm. I'm just tired of working
3: so hard, being gracious at what I do. Getting paid a fraction of the cost.
8: Mm-hmm. I'm tired
3: of hearing my sister say the same thing over and over. Um, you get tired. Mm-hmm. I hear people go, you work a lot. I mm-hmm. well, have to. The math ain't math. Mm-hmm. And when you start working a lot, you know, you have a team. Mm-hmm. Big bills come with what we do. We don't do this alone. The mm-hmm. fact that we're up, here's a whole entire team behind That's us. Right. Yeah. They have to get paid. So when you hear someone saying, oh, such and such made $10 million. No, that's not that That didn't make it to their account. Mm-hmm. Know that off the top, Uncle Sam is getting 50%. Yes, right. Okay? Mm-hmm. So do the math. Mm-hmm. Now we have 5 million. Mm-hmm. Your team is getting 30% or whatever your team is, off of what you grossed. Sometimes not more. after what Uncle Sam took. Now do to the math.
8: Mm-hmm.
3: So... I just, I'm, You're tired. I'm, a, I'm only human, and and mm-hmm. it seems every time I do something and I break a, another glass ceiling, when it's time to renegotiate, I'm at the bottom again, mm-hmm. like I never did what I just did, mm-hmm. and I'm just tired. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I get that. It wears on you, you know, because mm-hmm. what does that mean? Mm-hmm. What is that telling me? What is it telling me? Yeah. And what does it tell me? Hmm. Yeah, Damn, I
2: does. love Taraji, man. I don't like this. And if I can't fight
3: for them coming up behind me, then what the f- am I doing? I'm sorry.
1: Yeah,
8: yeah, yeah. You're not,
1: you're not going to appreciate that if you look at it through the lens of celebrity, because the first thing you're going to say is ten million dollars. Like she, like she's crying over, you know. But, but no, that 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 is anybody who's working. Everybody feels, you know, underappreciated. You know, people feel underpaid. You know, especially if you constantly working, 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 because that what she does is very exhausting. You think it's it's not?
2: It's not like she gets a biweekly check. So even out of that, that's like a large lump sum that she has to live off of and figure out how to make ends meet. That's right.
1: And those assistants and those lawyers and those managers and agents and everybody else, they get paid whether you whether you're working or not. So you got to find a way to, you know keep that income coming. So I, I get it. I mean, all she's basically saying is she's overworked and underpaid. Who can't, who can't relate to that? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Look at Taylor. Taylor about to cry now. I am. It's sad.
8: No. It is sad.
1: You know? And, and, and you, you overworked, underpaid. You know, you don't necessarily feel appreciated. So I get it. I get it. And I mean, you know, we can shower Taraji with all the love in the world.
2: But that ain't gonna change.
1: That ain't gonna change the fact that she's overworked and underpaid, you know. So, salute to Taraji P Henson, man. That is, yeah, that's that. Um, what mm-hmm. else we got Taylor, tell again? One.
2: I better know. we need Black Hollywood. Um, I don't know. I don't...
3: <sighs> well, you wanted to talk about because
2: if if we are doing our own things and we support our own shit, our dollar. Not really. I don't
1: think that's
6: necessarily
1: true. <laughs> we say that shit, but a lot of these motherfuckers just gonna get in position and do the same thing that these corporate people are doing now. You that's why yo, y'all. Listen, y'all can say what y'all want about Tyler Perry. I bet you, if, I, I, I didn't see the whole interview, but I bet you if they had a conversation with uh, Taraji and asked her well, who, who gave her her biggest check, Tyler. Tyler, goddamn Perry. Because, and, and you know, for anybody out there in Hollywood, y'all can correct me on this if I'm wrong, but there's this thing called a precedent. And basically, when somebody pays you something for a film, that is your precedent. That's what you go and you negotiate with. So if if Tyler says, hey, Taraji, I'm going to give you 4 or $5 million for a film, now her precedent is set, that's what she negotiates with from here on out. I, and I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I've heard Taraji say that before. I definitely know that happened with Tiffany Haddish. Mm. Taraji said the biggest check she ever got, I, I believe, was from Tyler Perry. So t- t- okay. to, to your point... Nala, yeah, you do need
2: like we value each other,
1: but we have to value each other. You can't just be the black face in that position who's still underpaying people. Right, you know yeah. what I mean? Overworking and underpaying people. You still gotta you. You, ha- you just have to... You, like you say you got to value folks. Like, it don't matter being in a position if you're not going to value the person.
3: So if the movie hits number one, they don't get any of that? It's all, it only goes to the right... Depends, answer. like,
1: what kind of contract you got. You know what I mean? You might get a bonus for the movie hitting number one. You might have some equity in the film. It just depends. Like, Get Out was a film where people in Get Out had equity, and that's because Jordan Peele didn't have even the when budget front, to pay everybody. Because yeah. yeah.
3: even know. when it plays on, I think, on HBO Now, like, they don't get your residuals, or- but nothing
1: crazy. But it just—it de- just like it—it it really truly depends on what your role is on a film. Like if you're an EP, or like I said, if you you know help finance the film in somewhere, you had some type of maybe even sweat equity in it. Like it just depends on what your role is. If you just a a talent, nine times out of ten you might get some residuals, but that shit ain't nothing crazy. Hmm. You know,
2: you can't just be talent, man.
7: What's the whole story?
1: This is yeah, literally, I'm, this is I'm literally what the whole script is. About. bit because
2: does TV shows make
3: it like, would an actor rather be part of a TV show than a movie? I'm
1: assuming. Depends what the show, show, show is. Okay. I think if you want a show like a Seinfeld or Friends or one of those shows that was on for, for a long time and then it gets picked up in syndication, you know, like those, those guys don't never got to work. Seinfeld don't never have to work another day in his life. But Nobody, the cast but, of Seinfeld probably don't have to work. But another. that's what I I guess I'm being
3: confused because how much did he get paid up front then?
1: What do you mean?
2: Because when you're talking about Taraji getting paid, like, she has, what did you call it? Because uh, some people get residuals and some people don't get residuals. So it really just depends on what's in your contract. Yeah. Damn, well, fix a contract. Just,
1: yes. Is, no. It's just all about how you negotiate, man. I don't know. But uh, but also, too, it's just like, not even just how you negotiate. I think what Taraji is talking to, too, is, you know, the larger social issue of, you know, women being underpaid. You know, women, women, women being underpaid for doing the same amount of work that uh that a man does.
2: Yeah, that Benjamin Button film that she was in. Yeah. One of the largest grossing films and she like got paid a quarter of what her co host got.
1: Shit crazy, man. and times is hard for everybody. You know, like nobody wants extra bills. That's why Anthony Edwards wants an abortion. Let's let's click on this um What is, what is it, Taylor? Oh, what happened? I don't, I don't even know the story. I'm just looking at the headline. Anthony Edwards just, addresses women's, women's abortion, abortion claims.
2: claims. So basically, he was cheating on his girl.
1: Black men don't cheat. Stop.
2: Um, black friends. men don't cheat. So he's cheating on his girl. Let me go back
1: to <laughs> Anthony, it. That's a funny <laughs> this headline. This is his girl. See, this is when neighborhood talking shit is funny. Go back to it. Let <laughs> read the headline. Anthony Edwards issues an apology for telling his little side piece to get an abortion. Why <laughs> do you say it like
2: that?
1: <laughs> All women should be empowered to make their own decisions.
2: So this is his girl.
1: Beautiful. 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 black queen. She's
2: already pregnant. He cheated on her with this woman. What does she want? Yo, why are niggas always cheating when their girl is pregnant?
3: I don't that's, that's disrespectful
2: like, as hell. That man. is the worst time possible. Um Well. What the hell that? Sh- you rally? Rally? Sh- I mean, What's the <laughs> way what <world are> <laughs> for?
1: <laughs> Yo. <laughs>
8: that's not even
2: funny. I, I just
1: did that to the piss sicko? the room off. Come on, stop. <laughs> you think I not know how y'all was going to react to that Man Stop you're so annoying. Okay so
3: These are the um, This is his statement But too.
1: that's why y'all women got to say we pregnant Because if you are pregnant by a man And you sure. know you're not in the mood to have sex And things like that even though pregnancy sex is amazing If you're not in the mood to have sex and stuff like that You got to tell your man we pregnant So whatever I'm not doing You are not doing that ain't no tall pass just because a woman is pregnant.
2: It isn't. That's why it's it's absolutely supposed it's to the opposite. You're right. We in this together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's why you're supposed to have that belt too. Like but whenever me... I feel contractions, you feel it too.
1: What? But men? But men have to think about that though. <laughs> men can't think. Man, what am i gonna do for the next nine that's months? That's the problem. Yada, yada, yada. Men don't yada.
2: think. That's
1: yeah, that's a, that's a fact. A lot of, I'm not gonna generalize all men, but a lot of motherfuckers ain't thinking. God, yeah. so what's the what's the, story? He, yeah, what's the story? He he um he just. I made comments in the heat of a moment that I'm not in line with what I believe and who I want to be as a man. All women should be supported and empowered to make their own decisions about their bodies and what is best for them. I am handling my personal matters privately and will not be commenting on them any further, at any further time. I mean, I don't see the problem. So
3: basically, he was telling her to not get the abortion. I mean, sorry, he was telling her to get the abortion
1: and... She was saying it's difficult because Roe v. Wade got overturned. What?
3: What? That's not what happened. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> Hold what on, happened? I'm bringing up to Texas. Hold on. Stephen A. Smith said
1: something about it. I, just, I mean, what's the, what's the problem? Though? Like, what, like what, what, what did he do? He wanted a side piece to get an abortion. That's why I always tell people who are anti, you know, abortion, you ain't never got the wrong person pregnant. That's really all it boils down <laughs> to. Much, everybody, everybody always disagrees with abortion is. until they're married and they get, you know, somebody on the side pregnant. You got, let me see. Hell no, nah, I can't do this. I still have an appointment on the 27th. He's saying
2: get an abortion, LOL.
1: He handled that wrong.
2: Not LOL. He did, exactly. Not in the text message either.
1: I still have an appointment on the 27th. Hell no, nah, I can't do this. So now what? She said, what a great response. Get an abortion, LOL. Honestly, I had an abortion with my son around two years ago. And I regret it every day. Huh? As in like,
3: She don't want to get another abortion. Man,
1: you can't force a kid in the world. You don't know what it is yet. That's not the point. I said I had an abortion two years ago and I regret it. Yeah, but I don't want a kid. Just take the pill. (laughs) You don't care about no one but you. You got the money. What did I say? You got the money. What's the hole up? Because now you finna make a problem. How do we know this is him? Well, he he did apologize for it. You're right. Finna make what a problem exactly. I don't give a fuck. I've been diced this whole time. I don't bother you. I don't cause problems, nothing. Don't speak to me like that. I told you I would because you want me to. So that's that. You talking about a life, just be some... I don't know. Here's the thing, man. Like, he handled this all wrong. A woman call you, say she's pregnant. All you should say is, what. so what do you want to do?
3: Exactly. That's I, it. But at the end of the day, too, I feel like it's both people's responsibility. Like, why are y'all having sex unprotected? Yeah. Or why are you not having backup plan?
1: Because raw sex feels amazing.
3: But still, like, it's always
1: gonna be some type of I mean, yes, every time you lay down with a person, that is the re- that's the consequences. You might get some. That or an STD. Or an STD. Right. Yeah. But is
3: this but I'm just saying it's both But well, raw I'm sex gonna... trumps
1: all of that. <laughs> it does. And y'all know it. Because the, the reality of the situation is, no, you haven't. The reality of the situation is, we know these consequences every time we lie down, but we still choose to do it. Why? Because it feels that good. But well, also now you know why crack is crack.
2: What? Don't, don't How did you just try to? We're not. We're <laughs> not Yo. there anymore. No Let it go. We are not there anymore. <laughs> okay, but yeah, so that's the whole thing that's going on. So, well, what's the outrage though about it? Anything? About, a, oh, what Stephen, Stephen A. said. Like, yeah, I have she it. She shouldn't have shared private texts. Pretty much. Like well, Stephen, shit, I don't want to see half the shit y'all show all the time. Yes, but yes, I agree.
1: Stephen A. 76 years old. Let's, Ready? Hear, let's hear this. He's 76? No, he's not that old. But Anthony old. Edwards had to apologize because he is a public figure.
4: Having said that, once again, here's the bigger lesson to be learned. Guard who you deal with. Once again, I'm singing that same old dance. It's none of our damn business. Who Anthony Davis is screwing around with, who he impregnated. He has a relationship with this woman and she put him on blast. She took text messages and revealed them to the public. I'm starting to wonder what repercussions somebody can have for having their privacy violated. That's what I'm wondering about. Mm. I'm not casting any aspersions. We live in a society, ladies and gentlemen, if Anthony Davis wanted her to have an abortion, respectfully, that's his business. We have pro-choice and we have pro-lifers all over the country. And I keep saying Anthony. Da- I keep saying Anthony Davis. I apologize. I mean Anthony Edwards. I'm right.
1: sorry. Got, got, got girlfriend, guys. So his girlfriend. I was Anthony Davis. So much for the on him We're, right talking
4: now. About that. <laughs> We're talking about Anthony Edwards for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Who I really get to talk about. Who I would have loved to talk about involving basketball. But we got to talk about this because she violated <laughs> their private affairs. She is a woman. She is free to do what she wants with her own body. This is America. Mm. If she's impregnated and she wants to have the child, that is her business. If Anthony Edwards does not want her to have the child, that is his business. There's no laws he's violating because he wouldn't want the child. There are pro-lifers and pro-choice folks all over this country. Just like we saw a million celebrating when the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade a couple of so years back, it's none of our business. we saw millions yeah. lamenting it.
1: OK. Oh,
2: she shouldn't have showed the Here's text. A, but he also shouldn't have texted that. He also shouldn't. But I wouldn't have
1: known if she not the text. $100,000 <laughs> is crazy for an abortion. I don't like this headline because it's not $100,000 for an abortion. It's $350 for an abortion. I don't know how much they cost now. $350,000 for an abortion? I mean, $350 for an
3: abortion. And
1: nine hundred ninety-nine thousand six hundred fifty dollars for her pocket. That's what that is. The bullshit don't cost no $100,000. Stephen A. Smith isn't wrong, but he's not being realistic. And the reason he's not being realistic is he's got to understand the era that we're in. Everything Stephen A. is saying is absolutely correct. It is none of our damn business. I wish people didn't share this type of shit, but they do, and they will continue to because that's the era that we're in.
2: Well, maybe he's trying to shame so that people stop.
1: No, I think what what, what Hmm. people need to stop is sneaking around. What right. people need to stop doing is thinking that they're getting away with things. You got a woman at home.
8: Exactly.
1: <laughs> Black men don't cheat. Black men don't cheat. Black
2: men don't cheat. People not even mad about him cheating. They mad about the girl being pregnant. Like,
1: but my point is that wouldn't be. happen if he didn't cheat. Yeah,
2: yeah, you right, you're
1: right. That's all I'm simply saying. Like, and I, I get it. I understand, you know, how... You know, biology and shit works. I get it. You know what I mean? But my thing is simply this. You also know the world that we're in and you know who you are. Yeah. Anthony Edwards, you know who you are. You're not these regular, degular motherfuckers. You are a superstar basketball player for the Minnesota Timberwolves. You know how much he's on the line. You know what yep, you he's
3: young too. Isn't he like
1: 20-something? Yeah, but so what? Like, uh, th- we, we got to stop using that young thing as an excuse because there's so many NBA players that have also been young who did yeah. not make those same mistakes. Yeah. LeBron James should be your bar, King. For all you motherfuckers that still like to scream that young shit, LeBron James should be your bar. Do you know how many basketball players came from high school to the league who didn't have those problems? The 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 the, the Kevin Garnett's. What? Who? What
6: Howard? Came
1: from. Terrible example. Terrible <laughs> Terrible example. <laughs> just, 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 just just terrible example. Uh, uh, Kevin Garnett, Tracy McGrady, Kobe Bryant. I mean, you know, Kobe they had his issue once playing. he was in the league, but from, from that time when he first started, 18 to however, oh, yeah. oh, he wasn't, he wasn't getting in no trouble. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everybody just has to discipline themselves more. You, you know what's at stake. Steph, you know what's at stake. <laughs> Saying people are young, that shit don't fly. Cause you ain't young enough to take that hundred million dollar check. Yeah. You know? Yeah, man. Salute to Nicki Minaj too, man. Nicki Minaj sold 220,000 records. She hasn't put out an album in five years. You know, she's breaking all kinds of records on the billboard charts. Mm-hmm. I think that is a, uh, that's, that's very impressive. You know, Nicki wanted in once. Like there's about, there's five people who came from that era who we, who we, you know, put up there. And it's, it's Drake, of course. It's Kendrick, of course. It's Cole, of course. It's Future, of course. And it's Nicki Minaj. And, you know, Nicki's still one of them ones. <laughs> you know what I mean? Five, five years, he ain't put out an album in five years. The Bobs came through. 220,000 copies sold. You know, to what is 228,000. hmm Number one album in the country. What, she's just... I think she's the the woman with the most number one albums yeah. ever? Or something like that. So... Salute to Nicki, you know? And salute to the good brother Scarface, too, man. Scarface's NPR Tiny Desk concert. You know, people are saying that's the best hip hop Tiny Desk ever. I'll tell you what, I ain't never watched Tiny Desk before Scarface.
8: Really?
1: No. And I watched it the other night. And I went down a rabbit hole. I watched Wu-Tang. I you know, watched, Sullivan? Um, no, Wu-Tang you, was great. You
2: watched the Juvenile one. You did. I never
1: watched it in full. Oh, yeah,
2: Juvenile. We did, did I? Did it? Yes.
1: Oh, I, I might have... Okay, okay. Look. You're right. Oh, you're right. I did watch juvenile. you, you, you I'm, I'm bugging. But, I, you know, I, I salute Scarface just because I got Scarface in my top five, y'all. I tell y'all all the time, I got a top seven favorite MCs of all time, and it's Nas, Jay-Z, and it's not in no order. Nas, Jay-Z, Ghostface, Scarface, Killer Mike, T.I., I, Jeezy. That's my top seven of all time. So when I see Face getting his flowers, I'm like, yeah, Face one of them ones. Face provided the soundtrack to my life growing up. You know what I mean? Like, and and, and the, the illest thing about Scarface that I love the most, he's nothing like his music. <laughs> mm. You know how Scarface music is like dark and he's like always telling a story and it's like always like a cautionary tale. Scarface is the most fun-loving, happy, unserious, wanting to crack jokes all the time person you ever going to meet. And that makes me Love that man even more, man. So salute to Brad Jordan, man. I really wish uh, Scarface and Willie D would, you know, get on better terms and start doing the Ghetto Boys Reloaded podcast. You know, we had the Ghetto Boys Reloaded podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network. It was a fantastic podcast. You know, they had the the last episode they did together was Willie D addressing his issues with Face because Face did the Grammy celebration uh, without him. And they haven't done one together since. But I really wish that, you know, they could put that behind them and uh, get back to doing the podcast. Because they were there. Not only are they amazing storytellers, you know, people get on there with with Face and Willie D. And they they say things they don't say other places. So salute to them. Um, uh, Meek Mill celebrated the passing of Pennsylvania's probation reform bill. Salute to Meek. Um, I also have to say D1, my guy. Salute to D1. D1, the criticism you had of Meek and, you know, Ross and others. It's moments like this that I wish you were just as loud about, my brother. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, this is real world change. What we were talking about all yeah. podcasts. Real world change. Go back to the headline, Taylor. Go back to the, the Meek Mill headline, please. Taylor hates me. Taylor hates me. She just hates me. She hates me. My she bad. Got, you
8: gotta
1: hate me. There's no way. There's no way you did that on purpose. You just, you gotta hate me. It's impossible. It's impossible. See? It's, okay. Meek Mill, um, celebrated the passing of Pennsylvania's probation reform bill. What is that? What does that say?
3: SB eight thirty eight.
1: The bill allows criminal records in Pennsylvania to be sealed from public view and allows fewer people on probation. Are in county jails. The House and Senate passed the legislation. Uh, The new probation law aims to limit the length of probation and prevent people from being sent back to jail for minor violations. Reports also state Pennsylvania has one of the highest rates of residents who are incarcerated or under supervision. During a press conference, Meek became emotional. Let's listen to the press conference, man.
6: I don't even really drop tears, but I want to say this because there's a lot of young men that follow me in the street, man. They don't really know what I go through to like even being in these places with government officials. They even changed my life to get on the stage, be able to speak for a lot of people. I, I didn't ask for the position. I don't want to do it. It's not for clout. It's something that I stand for. It's something that I live for, and I appreciate y'all for helping me. While I'm back there. wanna come on here, Wala. I want to use my man as another example, because he, he's somebody else that came from Greater Sport, and he just was posting videos with just motivational quotes, and I used to just post follow, because we don't really got people where we come from, that come from those environments and can change up and still hold the weight. I could be in a room with, it don't matter if it's people from my neighborhood, or if it's people like Michael Rubin, or it's people like the governor and still be myself and still contribute to my neighborhood. So I just wanted to get that out and just let that out because I never really say much. And changing the law today will really, like, help a lot of young men. I had a lot of friends die, Philadelphia, go to jail, and I'm here to represent for them today. I can't even really use my voice. Thank
1: you. Man, salute to fucking meat Mill. Man, that's, that's what I'm talking. That is what I'm talking about. That is using your platform for real-world change. And not only just using your platform, using your experiences, the things that you've been through. Like, Meek was on probation for mad long, ended up going to jail for popping a wheelie. That ended up being a violation of probation. And so he decided to turn his trauma into a testimony that has now turned into legislation. Like Meek said, like, yo, he didn't ask, you know, to be in that position. But guess what? God does not call the qualified he qualifies the called. So y'all can say whatever y'all want about Meek Mill and y'all can say, you know, uh, Meek raps about this, Meek raps about that. Hey, man, maybe. We, we say God works mysterious ways. I don't know. Like, he's using that platform, you know, to be able to help pass legislation. And that's going to help a lot of other brothers, man. And we also got to be patient with our people because you just don't know what people going to turn out to be. If, if I'd have told y'all 10 years ago, Meek Mill would be helping to get legislation passed in Pennsylvania for probation reform. Would anybody believe me?
2: Nigga, like if you would have told me ten years ago that you would be this version of yourself right now, I wouldn't
1: believe you. First of all, you're Sorry. so disrespectful. No, I, don't I don't know why. <laughs> that
2: was mad fast. <laughs> no I just why, why
1: why 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 I just run into just, a shot. That like, has nothing to do with. I'm it.
2: just saying you came a long way. Like, but that's my point. And,
1: and, yo, I talk about stuff like that all the time because I I know Ti 20 years ago. I know I know that version of TI, to, to the version of TI we see now. I know Gucci man 20 years ago coming into the radio station terrifying the fuck out of me. Like I can just look at, I'm, I'm looking at this man, I just know something ain't right, right? Now look at the version of Gucci now. I know Jeezy from 20 years ago. You don't know who people are going to turn out to be. Be patient with folks, man. I don't give a fuck how old they are, what they doing, everybody's life everybody's testimony can be turned into something like that, man. And to see Meek up there crying, tears of joy, but also tears of grief, because I'm sure in that moment, every single wave of emotion hit him. He probably started thinking about uh, all his homies that died. He probably started, because he told the story about how he used to have to take the chance of violating probation just to take his son to school, because I think he had to cross state lines or something like that. Like, come on, man, Meek. Deserves all his flowers for that. Salute to Meek. And I I love D1. What D1's, you know, message isn't wrong. All I'm simply saying is, yo, D1, when you see stuff like this, you got to amplify it. Because this is the power of hip hop. Like, this is the power of people using their voices. This is the kind of influence that, you know, people like Meek Mill and them have, man. So, you know, salute to that brother Meek. Salute to anybody with a platform that's using their platform, you know, to be of service.
3: This
1: annoyed me. Let's go to Asking Idiots, Taylor. Can we go to Asking Idiots?
8: Really okay.
1: yeah. Taylor just hates me.
8: <laughs> Yo. Hates me? I'm um,
3: making sure so you see. Crown. You don't want to talk about your boy?
1: Oh, let me do some Elevate. I, I No, I actually do not, because that is not my boy. <laughs> do you want to do... Um, Can, can we do Elevate? <laughs> yeah. Let's do Elevate. And then we do some Asking Idiots. And then we get the fuck home. Salute to my guy, Steve Harvey, man. Uh, Big unk. Um, You know, one of my mentors, somebody that I get a lot of great advice from, man. There is nobody out here, you know, uh, doing business quite like Steve Harvey is, man. Um, So I'm here to tell you about another one of Steve Harvey's business ventures, which is something that's been keeping Steve feeling fresh, keeping me feeling fresh, healthy and energized lately. It's called Elevate You Vitality Daily Greens, uh, co-founded by Steve Harvey and formulated by Harvard scientists. This game-changing formula boosts your body's mitochondrial production, providing you with sustained energy throughout the day. No more relying on coffee or unhealthy energy drinks to get you going. It's packed with over 30 superfoods, vitamins, and minerals to feel energized, focused, and ready to tackle your day. Okay, 30 superfoods per serving, 9 greens per serving, clinically studied probiotics, contains fruits, vegetables, mushroom blend. I know how hard it is to stay on top of your health and nutrition game. Sometimes it feels like There aren't just enough hours in the day to get everything done. But with Elevate You, you don't have to worry about that anymore, okay? This stuff is packed with all the nutrients and vitamins you need to keep your body running like a well-oiled machine. And the best part, is super easy to use. Just mix a scoop into your water or juice and you're good to go. And it comes in three delicious flavors, chocolate, tart cherry, and original greens. And check this out. Elevate You also has a 60-day money-back guarantee. If you are not 100% satisfied, they'll refund your full purchase price, all right? Take control of your health today and experience more daily energy with Elevate You Vitality Daily Greens, go to ElevateU.com, L-E-V-A-T-E-E-Y-O-U.com and use promo code IDIOTS for 15% off your entire purchase. Let's get back to the show. Taylor, let's do some asking idiots, Taylor. Come on, Taylor.
2: Wait, before we do ask your idiots, can I say that I, I had called... The Brilliant Idiots fan base misogynistic at one point on this podcast I was on. And I just wanted to apologize because misogynistic was the wrong word. I should have said chauvinistic. And it's not everybody, but sometimes you guys can give that feeling. And that's just based off the comments. I don't
1: actually. even know why you said that. All you do, all you doing is making The Brilliant Idiots massive mobilize Against you right now.
2: No, I don't want them to. That's why I am apologizing. They don't, care. they don't care. Oh, they okay. do not care. <laughs> they right. are Let's not
1: here for your apologies. They are not here <laughs> to be entertained by you in any way, shape, or form. Right. They have already made up their mind. What they're, do gonna, you mean? they're gonna they to the, They're going to listen to. They're going to listen to this podcast and maybe even enjoy it and still throw shots at you just because that's the way the world works. Nyla, you know this already. I
8: hate people.
1: You think just because you made complex list of uh, what was it most. Powerful people in hip-hop? What was it?
2: Media. Media?
1: You think because you made that list, they're going to be, you know, give you grace?
2: I would like grace. Huh? I thought that was the whole point of the conversation. You think because you have
1: started one of the hottest, you know, parties in the city, which isn't even really a party, it's a networking event called Pastor Ox Live, you think people are going to give you grace? They should. You think because you had your Amazon rotation roundtable show and because you got your blends and trends show on Power 105, one they're supposed to give you grace?
2: Don't forget I'm also on the Breakfast Club every Friday. That's
1: right. And guess what? You still suck to them. And you're going to always <laughs> suck to them because they've made up their mind. It is what it is. Yeah. There's, there's nothing you can do. I do, I do. I do see people say differently, though. They'd be like, ah, now look, now look cool. I like Nyla.
8: I think
2: that's what they should say. Because I am. Nah, why are you worried about their
3: opinion?
2: I'm not worried. I'm just apologizing. If I offended anybody, that's it. I'm sorry. Never mind. I too. mean, I'm
1: sure we do have some misogynistic listeners. Not all of them, though. You know? Misogynistic means, like, prejudice against women. See, I
2: had to look up the word misogynistic. I was getting it confused. That's y'all problem, but, y'all.
1: Motherfuckers just be using words and don't even know the meaning.
2: But I, it, was clo- the, it was close. It was close. Because I feel like misogynistic and chauvinistic could be synonyms. One's just a little more extreme.
1: OK. I get it. Uh, ask an idiot. mp 4 says, if you were an elf, what would your, t- what would your name be? Interesting. What elves have unique names?
2: You're already the size of one, so.
1: Taylor. Wow. That
2: was wild of you to say. Because no he does it to me all the time. Uh,
1: all right. we'll pull up penguin names, and let's see what name Taylor would choose. if she
2: well, I, it. I love penguins. Elf I don't give names. a fuck. You are a penguin. I'll be happy feet. Happy Ooh, that's be- a good one. Happy feet. Be-
1: <laughs> you do give penguin energy though. What was that you, supposed
2: to mean? What would your name What's be? That to mean? Nyla. Oh. <laughs> um, I had to look up some. What's I some elf names? Ins- inspo. <laughs> Honey Thorn. Mm. Bernard. <laughs> that's good for you.
1: Yeah, I'm Leonard Because
2: it's close to yeah, yeah, yeah. Buddy. Dobby. Yeah, buddy. That's a famous elf name from the movie Elf. Dobby from Harry Potter. Oh, Dobby.
1: I like that. I, I would, yeah, I, I'd probably just be Leonard. I think Leonard is a nice little elf, cool elf name.
2: Lenny. Eh. Eh. I think Lenny is more of an elf
1: name. Nard. nard. That's Shiny Uppetree. Huh? Shiny tree. Nard.
2: That's Santa's number one elf. I like
1: Nard. I'm going to go with Nard. Nardo. What, you said yours would be Lard, Taylor? What'd you say? Fight me. <laughs> what? What would yours be not?
2: I like happy feet. That was a good one.
1: Happy feet? Eh. Not the way she got beat by Schultz in that race. Nothing happy about those feet. Sad (laughs) feet. Frustrated feet.
2: (laughs) We still have to re-race, though. No, you don't. Levi.
1: Levi.
2: Elf Army. Comes from the Elf Army. Spandex. That'd be a
1: good name for you. Because
2: I'm thicker than you in spandex.
1: Oh, God. What else we got, Taylor? (laughs) What else you got? Go. Uh, I'm not answering that question. Uh, <laughs> what was your most memorable gift received for the holidays? I don't want no gifts for the holidays. Like, there's literally nothing I want. Like, nothing. Like, absolutely nothing. It'd
2: be hard to think yeah. of a gift to give you. So honestly. I could cancel with my mom.
1: Your mom listen, your mom gives me.
3: <laughs>
8: no. What your you mom already gives said. Me,
1: listen to me. <laughs> what your mom gives me is amazing. And she already knows what I want. That's not a gift. I need
2: y'all to put context That's in this conversation. That's a love offering.
1: No. what, what He wants my,
2: my dad to punch him in his mouth. Because what, what, without, no, I know y'all so mouth. I know what to talk about, but this conversation sounds he great. He wants my dad to punch what him in his Taylor's
1: mouth. What Taylor's mom gives me is not a gift, <laughs> it's a love offering.
2: My nigga, stop playing with me.
1: It is. You <laughs> Yo. call, would you call your mama's pie a gift?
2: Even pie doesn't a sound pie like a A pie that right she bakes like apple pie and sweet potato pie.
1: Whatever it, it is. is, I just said your mama pie. It is yes,
2: food gasm for sure.
1: And I love it when she cut. I love it when she cuts it for me. The and it's already in these slices on, between
2: food gasm. When pie. your mom
1: cuts it into like First the of all, perfect, stop.
2: she never cut a slice for you. So yes, she relax like, has. She hasn't. She
1: did at no, the radio didn't. station one day. She cut it. I mean, it was the perfect. It was meat. me then. She no, cut. I saw her she didn't cut it. Cut.
3: No, she didn't. She even
1: had the spatula. She cut it and then she pulled it up. And she said, Come here, baby. No, she didn't. <laughs> she, said, she, said, she said, Come here, Charlotte. She would never disrespect her husband. She said, Charlotte. I didn't say she, what, what,
3: That's why, disrespecting why her husband. A piece and she's of pie. saying, Come here. Like, I wish she she's would. She's an
1: older woman. They call every person Excuse baby. Me.
3: Excuse me. Relax. <laughs> old. Relax. Older, older
2: my, woman don't call people but baby. But not my mom. She She did call me baby.
1: Your mommy never called me baby. No, she didn't. Wow. No, she didn't. Wow. You got
3: confused with mama. Wow.
1: But not my mom. Mama mama definitely called me baby.
2: Exactly. Mama Mama definitely, definitely but
1: not my mom. I'm not gonna show you the DM. No, you're
2: so. But
1: I don't have a um (laughs) I don't have a memorable gift because I don't want anything. Like I like like I don't. I like I like I like doing stuff for the kids. That's the most important, that's the funnest thing to me, because you know, I got young kids, so there's nothing like watching them be excited about opening gifts. Like that's literally the the, the greatest. Do you still gift.
3: buy your
1: kids toys? Cause I ain't put a heart to that. Yeah, my it's funny, because <laughs> my, my 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 wife this year said everybody gets one gift. Oh. Because it's like, yo, they get all year round. Yeah. That's, that's the problem with Christmas. It's like, if you, if you, if you're, if you're giving all year round and you are getting what you want all year round, why at the end of the year do I gotta be yeah. forced to go out there and find something to buy you? Exactly. Like that's I don't like that pressure. Yeah, I got to go out there and fight people because there's thousands, millions of people all in the city and shit like that just to buy you one gift? Like, well, I don't know. I feel like people go like
3: online you. now. Why are you still shopping? In the Street. store?
1: <laughs> this is a great question. <laughs> Cody.croft, what crime would you commit if that meant that no one could ever commit that crime again. Cody, I don't know if there's a movie like this, but that is a, this is a fantastic premise.
2: It's a little sick, though.
1: It is, yeah, but it's a fantastic premise. Like, what crime would you commit if that meant that no one could ever commit that crime again? The final
2: crime. Would well, you get caught though if you'd made the crime?
1: That's another good point. I mean, it would have to be murder, right? Because murder is the one... Murder, you can't come back from that in no way, shape, or form.
3: I feel like some people...
1: So it would have to be... I, I, it would have to be murder. Like, if, if nobody ever got murdered ever again...
3: Who would be the person you would? I already know who I would. What? I would you murder... this
1: motherfucker dressed in all black like the omen? Did you hear this motherfucker? <laughs>
3: you can take I this out. out like
1: she that. asked me a question then stopped it to say, I already know who I would kill. <laughs> <Not
2: generally. laughs> who would it be? Um, What's that guy's name that killed Trayvon Martin? Oh. George oh.
1: Zimmerman.
2: Not mad at that. But
1: I don't wish death on nobody.
2: I also think maybe it would be murder for me if I had to pick one. Probably rape. You would rape someone. No, so nobody deserves that, especially like young kids. Absolutely, like that shit kills my heart. Uh, like men uh, or yeah, women. Right.
1: Damn. I, Damn. I like so you
2: would. So you would have to commit that. No, I know. I know. Oh my God. I I'm saying for the movie. We talk about a movie. That's very right? well, You don't have well, that's to take this question dirt. so
1: literal, Taylor.
2: What do you mean? Chief, this is a
1: hypothetical. <laughs> you looking at you? You looking at Nile in disgust. Ooh, you no, would do no, that? No. It's a hypothetical question. I'm not you do not mean. have to take this literal at all. I'm it's just saying a, is, that's
2: dark. That, like to just imagine this like this is a
1: fun high question to ask. <laughs> this is a
2: good high question, Cody. This is a good yo, question, yo. He probably high right now, honestly, when he wrote this.
1: Ah, uh, child. Yeah, because child molestation is crazy. Bad. Yeah, as, as somebody who's been molested as right. a child, yes, I understand. But murder though. I don't know. Because with murder, like, there's no coming back from murder. So that means people are just gone. You know what I mean? Not saying that that trauma... You've also
2: said at one point in, in the context of a different conversation that sometimes people know when it's time to go. What's that movie I watched um, where some people are... And I'm, I'm not justifying murder at all, but the guy... Like, oh, God uh, uh, Frailty. Frailty. One of my favorite where movies. Where God was using that person to get rid of people who God needed.
1: Did you watch Frailty? Yeah. Did you like it?
2: It was interesting. You told me to watch it, and I All did. Well, it, was it was interesting. It. Frailty was great. But I'm saying, like...
1: Now, that's a good example, because in Frailty, this dude was committing a crime.
2: Yes. But the but people
1: he was murdering deserved to be murdered.
2: I, How was according it? to God's list that he was getting from yeah. God. See, I don't know. I don't, I don't even want to dip in that, though, because then... You know, like, the white people who be killing black people be like, I was told by
1: right. whoever yeah. the hell they praising. Yeah.
2: You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that shit's not justified. Yeah. How old is that movie?
1: Oh, oh. Old. Oh, Wild though. You should watch
2: it, though.
1: Wild old. Did you watch Leave the World Behind? Did anybody watch Leave the World Behind?
2: The Obama movie? Yeah. I started it. I didn't finish it.
1: Fantastic film. I you think it's
2: fantastic?
1: I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it because... It feels awkward. Why? A lot of that stuff has already happened to us. What? Is
3: it
1: fictional or not fiction? <laughs> it's, it's, I, I mean, it's fiction, <coughs> but it's, it, it's it's not like that couldn't happen. Oh. Like, when you see Mursha Ali break down the three stages of how you could destabilize a country, and he's like, take away their technology so nobody can use their phone, nobody can contact each other. You take that away. That causes instant isolation. Then the second one was um misinformation. So you spread misinformation, you know, all over the place. And then the third one is we'll take each other out. It'll be coup d'etat, coup d'etats every, everywhere. You know, we won't be knowing what's going on. Everybody gets on edge. Like, and that's exactly what happened. And it, it happened in the movie in 48 hours. COVID took two weeks to shut, shut our, shut our whole shit down. Two weeks, the whole country was shut the fuck down. Economy needed a bailout within two weeks. America's a fucking house of cards. So when you, watch that, when you watch that movie, it's just like, you know, nothing's happening in that movie that um, can't yeah. happen in real life. Yeah. What else we got, Taylor? Let's do two more. What is the first step in being healthy? Diet. 100%. You know, that is the first step in being healthy. Number one is making the choice that you want to be healthy. Number two is diet. Putting the right things in your body. Drinking water getting proper rest, that's it. I'm talking about even before you get to working out, anything else, diet is the first step in being healthy, physically healthy. Chris,
7: who's always sick, he has some mom. Take it, yeah, take it from me. Uh, diet, and then you have to find, well, water is part of diet, but like you have to find an activity that's gonna give you a uh, relief from stress. I would in say this environment.
2: mental discipline.
7: Well, but that's, that's how you exactly. develop the diet. That's how you stick to the diet. That's how you build time into your schedule. It could be running, could be swimming. You gotta like could be gardening, could be fishing. Something when you check out and let everything else come way down. That's what I, that combination. What
1: I like about what both of y'all just said, y'all didn't just talk about physical health. You know what I mean? Because a lot of times when we talk about health, we only think physical. Physical. You know, <laughs> but physically, mental, physical, mental, and emotional health is super important. Mental might be. A little bit more important than physical nowadays because I know some people that is in great shape physically but they fucked up mentally. They're connected. They're very connected. It's not one or the other. The, yeah, you're right. It's not one or the other. You're absolutely correct. So that's, yeah, that's the first step in being healthy. Everything we just said. Uh, I really can't remember. They're going to ask me, the question is, favorite moment episode of the year? I really do not know. Kudak, I don't know what you're trying to spell. I don't know. I don't have a favorite. My favorite moment of the year is probably Andrew selling out Madison Square Garden twice and selling out the farm. And the reason that's my favorite moment is because y'all can go back and listen to old podcasts and I would always say that I felt like one day Andrew is going to be the biggest comedian touring in the country. I think the guy's name is Russell... uh, Peters, Russell Peters at the time was that person. And I saw Andrew in that space. And so when Andrew was selling out all these big arenas overseas, salute, love that, you know. But, you know, as he would even say, it's like kind of like the Latin pop star thing you big over there, but can you do it over here? So I I knew once he started coming over here, he was going to do the same thing. So now, being that I love to be right about things, (laughs) I can talk my shit. Because he sold out Madison Square Garden, you know, twice. And he sold out the farm and selling out arenas all over the United States of America. So for me, honestly, that's my, that's, that's, that's been my favorite, at least moment of the year. Episode of the year? I don't know. I, I, I gotta think about that. I gotta think about that. Uh, what else, Taylor? Let's do one more.
8: What about
1: the lip one? The lip one? Yeah. What lip one? Putting
8: your lip on this dick. <laughs>
1: I don't even want to play them. I'm going. Home. I'm taking my ball and going home. No, she as,
8: got you
2: actually. As she always, did. she <laughs> got you. Wait! <We> <laughs>
1: no, I'm not. I'm not. As, as, as always, I no, involved. I don't. I'm not. I'm not. I'm <laughs> it. As always, if you listen to this podcast, you think you're smart. You think you're intelligent. You think we're smart. You think we're intelligent. You think we're brilliant. You're absolutely right. But if you listen to this podcast, you think we're just a couple idiots who don't know shit. You're right too. It's the Brilliant Idiots Podcast. Thank you for listening. See you in 2024.